Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the episode that everyone says, I hope it's better than the last. It might be the best episode ever. Episode 32. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Miguel Colon Jr. No! I love, oh, shit, I, love, I love the energy of, I hope it's better than the last. <laughs> well, we, that's, like the, that's like a tagline in a Police Academy movie. Police Academy 4. I think it's better than, than 3. It might be better than the first. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Because we've been, I would say, the audience is saying the last four or five episodes have been fire. Yeah. And tonight we're doing something very, very special. It is the one-year anniversary of the Columbia trip. The greatest work trip in the history of office trips. And you've heard us talk about it. We mentioned it, but tonight, in the in the in the fucking remembrance of the one year anniversary today, tonight we are gonna go into detail about it. The whole episode is gonna be about Columbia, and you've heard me talk about this person several times, several stories, but now it's time to put a face with the stories, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, my childhood friend, the closest thing I have to a brother. Mr. Inmate Art, a.k.a. Arthur Crozier, a.k.a. Yep, he's here. Thank you. Um, And Miguel's probably ready to quit because he's like, oh, God, now we have two train wrecks? I have zero confidence that this episode will cover the entire Medellin trip, and I'm pretty sure it'll be filled with sound effects and stories and Mike going, oh, my God, that reminds me of nothing to do with Medellin. Well, at least we still don't have chicken wings tonight because back Art was actually a part of the, the show in the way early days, and I remember when we were doing it from the improv and... Uh, he would. I would hear him for like at least twenty minutes eating chicken wings. You get was, excited about the free booze. I was cashing the check. Actually, is what I was doing. I didn't get paid for the stuff like that back in the old days, and uh, I was just trying to, you know, cash the check. I was trying to eat the fucking free snacks at the goddamn gigs. What I was trying to do. Well, you were definitely cashing them and definitely eating it and sucking it down. And I'm glad you're still around to tell the stories. We have a lot of stories together, and uh, tonight, since it is like we said, the one year anniversary. Um, that we went to Colombia. Uh, we came back and the world was a different place, Miguel. Corona. I was in the airport grabbing r- random rubber gloves off the ground and like shaking them in people's faces. Corona, Corona, Corona. Posting memes. It was like there was like a good two week period where it was fun and cool and hip to to talk shit about Corona. It was like the third day of AIDS. Yeah. You know, everybody was like, like oh, oh, the queers get those <laughs> things. Stay away from a Turkish bathhouse and you'll be fine. What happened to my grandma? Yeah. You know? So then, then we found out uh, very because we literally came back from Columbia, went partying all night uh, downtown Orlando with a bunch of Europeans. Pretty sure I caught Corona immediately. <laughs> I probably back brought back Corona. I traveled you like cro- like two strains of Corona: South American Corona and European Corona. Oh, that's that's a good point. Maybe that's why I've, I've knock on wood have been uh, doing pretty well um, health health wise, other than the obesity and you know the, the other obvious ailments. I've got fucking arthritis, tendonitis, or some shit. I got all kinds of crazy things going on. I have a giant bruise on my ass. I'm going to show the audience here. Please show the audience. Because if you are a member, you can see this. I want y'all to see this asshole. Is there, is, is there damage to the sphincter? Uh, uh, can we get a close up camera? Uh, that middle uh, cam? Give me that middle cam. Uh, yeah, that's horrible looking. That's what happens when you wipe your ass with a coat hanger. Blasphemy! So that's a, if, for those who aren't members and didn't get to see that train wreck, and you're obviously listening to 
Well, something that's already been on the internet for a while. So you're basically like into like classic throwback shit because it's already been posted on the website before you hear it on Spotify and iTunes and iHeartRadio, Pandora, whatever you're listening to on. It looks like I got, I got shot by a giant beat bag, bean bag because I got fucking so drunk as fuck, fell down a flight of stairs, don't remember nothing. And Miguel, I just want you to know that I came to your side of the desk I don't know why, but I slept in the backseat of my truck <laughs> as as me and eight girls that majority of them I'm pretty sure I could have had sex with, and my girlfriend was lining up threesomes and, and it was about to get wild, but I cock-blocked myself. I got too drunk, and I came home, and I don't know why, but I have seen the footage. Jacked off in Miguel's chair. I literally oh, laid sorry. down and died right here on this red carpet right it's, before it's you. It's the easy accessible side. Because you would have had to go through all that shit over there to get there. You came over here. You came to the accessible side. You cuddled up with the sex doll. I get well, it. I mean, I don't know why for the life of me, when I got abducted by aliens, I decided to come right to the podcast room. I, this is a room I barely – I go into this once a week, twice a week, every now and then to check out shit in here and stare at it and get inspired. Maybe it was Corn Man. He was summon me, a drunk, abducted alien. He, he brought me back, and I – watched me just lay there face up drunk as fuck and ak was facetiming joey and he's like look who's dead now bitch and and yeah even now even even though every every now and then the titan falls the man who kills everybody party with me and die once every two or three years i physically die because i black out all the time i saw the video of you you were walking like fucking weekend at bernie's man yeah it was bad it was good and bad but then I saw videos of me butt ass naked, dick literally like inside of my fucking fupa, and multiple naked girls trying to suck it. And I woke up like, no! I was immediately fucking disappointed in myself. So that's what happened this weekend. So if you see me moving around back and forth in my chair, because I have a giant fucking knot in my ass, and I have a fucking, I would say a softball sized black ass bruise on my fucking, I'm pretty sure I broke my tailbone. So. But that has nothing to do with the one year anniversary. I was wondering. I was like looking at the clock, and I was like, how long before he remembers that he just told everybody this whole episode was about one thing? And it's seven minutes, guys. It was seven minutes before he remembered what it was about. So I'm getting older. And, uh, well, times are ticking, and you don't get those days back, and years are flying right off the calendar. It's no more of those childhood days when you're in the backseat of the car and you're like mommy when's when's christmas or when's my birthday don't you remember those times felt like forever still don't know how this is medellin but i'm, I'm rolling with you so okay. i'm <laughs> you know i'm like hey it's 2020 it's time to kick ass we had we are we're planning to travel the world we're gonna go to europe for a month well, what happened was this more more than anything you Mike likes to look at a calendar and pack it full of shit. Like, he wanted every month us to be doing something, right? But here's the deal. I don't know if you guys have traveled with Mike. Uh, If Mike's not home for a couple days, uh, unless he's on his tour bus, if he's not home, he starts being like, ugh. Like, and so I knew when we were making this year-long 2020 calendar and Mike was like, oh, I want to go to Europe for a month. I want to go here. I was like, no fucking way. So at this point, I've only been to the Bahamas and Canada. And every time you came back from places like the Bahamas, you were beaten. You were at home for like a day like I just want to be home. Like the man loves his home. And, and like this tour bus is the only other thing that is home. But uh, I knew there was no fucking way we were going to go. Like he's like, let's go to New Zealand for a month. And I'm like, we're not. 
going to New Zealand for a month. He's like, let's go to Europe. Originally, too, one of the questions when we were going to Europe was, you think we could take the bus? Could we ship it? Oh, no, we're not taking Did the I bus. say that? I yeah, yeah, you were like, because I said, we're going to need a we're bus. We're going to fact check that Look one. Steven Donner. He knows. He was there. Lies. He was like, maybe we ship the bus over there. And I'm like, no, we're not fucking shipping the bus. The bus that'll fall apart if it goes up a mountain. You know, we're not going across sea. It's not like a Noah's Ark and we're bringing two buses and hopefully they fuck and we have a third bus by the time we get there. So we have a rich friend who has been to Colombia several times. There are a couple homeboys who've been to Colombia. Exactly. And they speak so highly of it. And I've been wanting to go to Colombia for years. And they like I've been wanting to go to Colombia at least ten years. You've traveled the world. Where where have you been? I mean, all over Europe, Asia or all over Europe, Africa, South America, uh you know, the Columbia was going to be... Oh, Ponce de Leon looking ass. Okay. Yeah. Sail, I, haven't been, I, haven't been, I haven't been to Asia and I haven't been to Australia yet, man. But um, I was I was so, uh, so excited to go to Columbia. You know, like that was going to be our big trip. And I knew at least we could pull this one off because it was going to be five days. And uh, the only worry I had was Mike had already, it, that, that month before, uh, Mike had been to like New York and he'd been to Vegas. And I was like, oh shit. Went to Miami twice, yeah. New York, Vegas. I'd already been around. And I'm weird. I'll, I'll say things. Like, hey, we're going here, we're doing it. And then once we put on the calendar, I'm like, okay, I didn't really want to go, but fuck it, we've already posted it, so we're going. There have been times that, like, I'm like, yo, we're going to Vegas, and I don't have my flight. And everyone else that, like, I, I invite people to go to places. I don't even know if I'm really going. I'm like, hey, man, you want to go to Vegas again? And they're like, yeah, I got my flight. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, like, I had to, like, kind of trick myself into doing it. And then once I do, I'm like, all right, we're going. So I get a little, little slightly obsessed. I say, hey. Where do we go where the dollar is worth much more than theirs and where are the women beautiful and lonely and hurting inside and need our love? Somalia. Somalia was a close second. Oh. But right before that. The, the pirate ship wasn't ready yet by then. Yes. Now that Sorry. we got the pirate ship, it's on. Yes. Medellin, Colombia, the home of the drug cartel, Pablo Escobar, and lots of hot, cheap prostitutes. That's where we go. So I say, Miguel, how much is this shit? He he looks on fucking line, starts booking, starts like, hey, well, it's this much, it's that much. I'm in the pool one late night by myself, and this is how this all started. I, I, I remembered Michael Jordan getting signed on, agreeing to go play in the 92 Olympics, the Dream Team, before they called it the Dream Team. And he said, all right. MJ's in. So Magic Johnson's like, well, if MJ's in, I'm in. And then when they heard that Michael Michael Jordan and and Magic Johnson were in, then all these other people came in. So I'm here sitting in the pool, sober, mind you, late night by myself. And I was like, if I could think of anyone who I haven't, like, that I don't get to see all the time, that I'd want to come with me on this glorious journey, I'd say, all right, let's start calling some people. And I called this motherfucker right here. Larry Bird, bitch. Dream Team 1. You don't know what motherfucking time it is. I called Mr. Oh, Art. Oh, me. Art. Inmate yep. Art. Art Crozier. Yep. The closest thing I have to a brother. And Aww. he picked up. And that was that was a good thing. Because I don't get to see you and talk to you as much as I used to as, as we were younger. He has been a part of the Saucy Council since the very beginning. Before middle school, like... There's a whole podcast just in our background of There's our crazy life. There's a good dildo story involving art, too. There's a whole yeah. Teresa, Megan. He's seen mm-hmm. everything. He knows all about everything. And uh, I said, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just chilling, just doing some tattoos. And I said, hey, you want to go to Columbia? He's like, oh, man. I was like, 
I was like, well, I'm paying for everything. I'm booking your flight. And he's like, well, I got no passport. I was like, I'll buy that too. And he was like, all right, I'm down. And I didn't believe you. I didn't believe it either, Mike. I and didn't. Art thought he was on one of those sweepstakes. No, nah, like, in the like, back of my mind, I was like, you know what? Maybe this motherfucker finally trying to look out for a fucking go, okay? And then, <laughs> and then Chris called me right away. I Heavy called C. Heavy C, one of our other childhood friends, and, me, Chris. And he ain't fucking believe it either. And I was like, listen, if this, if this pussy is going to pay for us to go to another country, let's just see what happens. There's at least he could. No, nah, I'm kidding. Right, it was yeah, like, yeah, signed yeah. up for one of those fucking sketchy, like, uh, fucking timeshare. You got to go do the tour before you get to go on the vacation. Eight-hour breakfast. Our, every day he called me like so so like you know what's like what's the catch like I'm like oh no I just want you to come we're gonna film a bunch of content have fun he's like all right but uh you know uh, and and I, everything he said I was like all right let's just do it let's go run it he's like oh you need to go to Miami because you didn't have a passport well, I think we actually booked his flight because that's what you had to do we had to book his flight yeah. before and then what happened was they told me that we have to book the flight for like two days before he's gonna go get his passport this way the passport agency will rush it but like two days before we he gets his passport we sent art down there to miami and art's got to show up at like the passport office with tats all over his fucking face without a return flight yet and he's like i just need to go to columbia really quickly like it's like don't worry wink wink i'm going there for travel and entertainment purposes yeah i swear i never was gonna get the passport the whole fucking process i'm sitting there i'm like you know they're not gonna call our fucking names. Like you know they're not. You know they're not. Ours got gold to. teeth, dreadlocks, tattoos everywhere. And like he's oh, super uh, smooth, slick, and a big bubble ass. Mind you, also man, small penis. Mike, no, no, Mike, kidding. once again, like we've been talking about this for a month. It's a week before the trip, and he's like just a week. Te- he just te- and then he just texts me people's names, and I don't even know what the fuck that means. It'll just be like Rowdy Rob, and I have to text him. What's that? He's like, we'll get him a flight. Do it. And I'm like, what's his full name and everything? Do it. Text him. So Michael just randomly texts a nickname, not even like what's up with it, just a nickname at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'll just look, Weeble. And then some of these people, Mike hadn't confirmed they were coming. So I'm like, is Weeble coming? I don't know. Call him up. <laughs> this is Once I had Art on board, I literally got in like six other people based on that because I would, I would call like Garth or Heavy C. I, I called Parks Bonifay. I was, I was like, hey. Uh, so you trying to go to Columbia? They're like, oh, yeah, when? Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, like uh, Friday. They're like, what? Friday? I can't do that. I can't. I, no, ain't no way. Ain't no way. I was like, Art's coming. They're like, oh, Art's coming. Like, Art, Art's coming. I was like, yeah. They're like, all right, I'm in. And then I was calling people. And literally, I, I don't know. I don't know what crazy famous movie I can compare this to. But I was like, hey, da da da's in. Are you in? And they're like, well, if they're in, I'm in too. So we started to build up this fucking fantastic roster like if i literally got married and had a bachelor party or a funeral or a wedding or whatever be the case these people would definitely be there i invited people from like you know my childhood people who had lived here they've been a part of the business and, and my brand and just people i enjoyed their company and not only that i invited uh, a member we did a sweepstakes well, you invited all gold members all gold members so any, gold, any gold member who could any gold member who could make it to medellin colombia uh, could come and stay. And I remember asking Mike, I was like, I don't know if there's enough rooms. Mike's like, well, I don't know. fucking figure a place to stay. I'm going to let them stay there. <laughs> he was like, I was like, I'll the let floor. them stay there. They can sleep on the floor, the couch, whatever. I'll buy all the alcohol, all the prostitutes, the food, you name it. We had, which is funny though, because you bring that up because we did invite one of our members, a close member of ours, Jeff. And Jeff lives on property sometimes here too. And 
the entire... Jeff hasn't had sex in 14 years. No, he and had sex two, right before then. days before we went to Columbia, I was fucking this hot chick. And I said, hey, man, hey, uh, my man ain't fucked in a long time. You, you would, is it cool if he fucks? And she's like, okay. And then oh, he fucked him the best five seconds of his life. Yeah. You're and a fucking... You're that was a year God, ago. You're a fucking... You are a fucking godsend. You are. I'm just trying well, to change the world. Well, well, well the are. thing was, Jeff... Uh, we never we had no clue about this. Jeff might be a little bit of mama's boy. We didn't know about this. We definitely didn't know because here we all are, all grown ass men, knocking on forties, and uh, <laughs> Jeff starts hitting us up with text messages. You know, before you go on a trip, people start texting you like, "Hey, man, do I need to get my own ride from the airport?" Hey, so I'm getting like all these text mics. Important things like, "Yo, I'm at the passport office. Yeah. What do I file under?" Da-da-da-da. And then mixed in with all that, we get the text from Jeff, and he's like. My mom wants to know, am I going to have my own bed? And body wash. And body wash. Who's bringing the... Have you ever seen Stand By Me and, and they bring Vern, the fat kid, and he's like, I brought the comb. Yeah. Well, Jeff, God bless your heart, Jeff, and I know you're listening to this shit because you're definitely... He's like, oh, fucking Columbia fucking recap. I'm definitely listening to this. Jeff was stressed the fuck out over body wash and if he was going to have an actual bed. And then, and then when we got to Columbia, Jeff pretty much ate Domino's pizza every fucking day. So I haven't been anywhere but Canada and the Bahamas. So I'm like, all right, this, as far as I'm concerned, this is like my first time actually leaving the country because we're technically leaving the continent on a plane. Yeah, and also, guys, I had to explain to Mike that we couldn't drive to Mexico a couple times. I had to explain to multiple motherfuckers because they were like, what do you think, man? Maybe we rent a car or something like that and we just drive to Mexico? I'm like, it's like 3,000 miles away from Colombia. They're like, really? <laughs> 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 And then, and then another one was uh, I had, and this wasn't for Mike, but people would ask me too, be like, so do they got their own money there? And I'm like, what the fuck? It's a fucking country. Yes. So I had a lot of questions. So I did a lot of YouTubing. I was watching, uh, I don't know, some YouTubers that travel and it was like the do's and don'ts of Columbia. And I would watch things, and I'd start feeling better, and then I would watch certain things, I'm like, oh, fuck. Because all he does is watch Locked Up Abroad, too, before he goes somewhere. That didn't help either. Yeah, I've seen every Locked Up Abroad episode, which I'm sure Art has been on a few of those. Art, how many times have you been incarcerated? Listen, if someone's going to offer me money to shove things in my butt across a fucking uh, border for money, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That's a vacation. I almost went to another story that has nothing to do with Colombia and Mexico and art smuggling drugs in, but that's for another podcast. Hey, I did smuggle drugs back on this fucking uh, flight on accident. Well, did I tell you that? So no, you didn't. But you can get into that I once did. we uh, get to that part. Oh, sorry. Will Ooh, we? How we... does it feel, Mike? How does it fucking <laughs> calm feel? down? <laughs> oh my Stay god! Stay focused, Jesus oh Christ, god, Michael. Somebody's not focused <laughs> we'll, on the podcast. We'll How save dare that they? For later. So I'm I'm YouTubing this shit out of things. I'm watching like 30 minutes, like a video, just to hear like what should I not wear this type of shirt? I, I make a fake wallet. I put a, I take a credit card that someone left behind here, and I put like two dollars in it. I, no, I put five dollars in it. I wanted to sound kind of believable, and I found some old shitty Samsung phone, and I fucking kept it. I was, and they're like, "There's one video. It's like, be prepared, be prepared to be robbed. Make sure you have like a burner." What's his accent? What's his accent? You had a fake wallet. Indian. Yeah. You made, <laughs> you made a fake wallet. Yeah, he made a fake yeah. wallet. Did you put a like a big ass Magnum condom in it so bitches know if they're robbing you? You had a big ass dick. No, because I wasn't gonna what? set them up for that. Much. I would have. But a big-ass lie. I fucking literally brought a fake wallet. Some shitty leather, like, Boy Scout fucking uh, leather wallet that I've had later on forever. And then I put... I put a fucking, uh, it had a Jesus ID because I wanted them when they when they left the scene of the crime and they looked at it and they saw they had robbed Jesus. <laughs> it was like a Jesus driver's license in it. 
and a fucking bunk fucking am samsung phone and five dollars and, and some credit cards that definitely don't work so i was prepared to be robbed because i was like watching these videos i'm like yo we're gonna get robbed but then imagine me and 20 of my well fucking pretty gnarly looking friends okay like i'm probably like the smallest size of all of them like i'm pretty sure spirit airlines got robbed because they were like yo homes it's not the luggage that's the weight problem. We got some fat motherfuckers on this flight. And they we talked were basically about all of us. Flight. Yeah, they talked about all of us sitting in the middle. <laughs> like, can you guys just sit in the aisle? The engine was fucking stressing as it was taking off. It was cracking and crying and shit. So we booked up a whole, we booked up so many flights that as I started to get a little carried away with the invites, we're talking twenty plus people. There were certain people that didn't quite make it, and. Uh, Big L.A. was invited. Which they, he wouldn't have been able to fit in the seat anyway, though, honestly. Well, he, he's, he's such just, a cheapskate that he couldn't even afford the $30 for taxes that I had gotten oh, him a free that. flight. Fuck that, Mike. So him, like Gavin, like Gavin's little brother is like calling us like, yeah, uh, he's going to call you tomorrow. Like, yo, we're leaving tomorrow. Like, you got to be at the airport. Here's your flight information. Just bring 30 bucks. And they couldn't even afford that. And, um... Yeah, we told him we'd take care of everything. The food, the drinks, the fucking prostitutes, everything was on me. All they had to do was just get there. Sold. And uh, Brian Idol got left behind. He says he missed his flight in Tennessee or some shit. I don't know. They uh, were pulling off the runway, and he was like, no, Mike. Yeah. That's what he, he was, said. He's like, I was getting on the plane, and then next thing I know, uh, I got into a match with the plane, and I put him in a suplex. <sighs> I bought this fucking, uh, I, I paid some extra money on Amazon to buy this fucking translator device, and apparently there's different types of Spanish, Miguel, and there's yes. a Colombian Spanish. Yes. Tell me about this. Well, the thing is, uh, Michael, the world traveler. Uh, <laughs> Globetrotter. Yeah, yeah old Globetrotting ass, been everywhere. Uh, a bus can take me, old Busey, old Magic Bus riding ass. Uh, buys this translator and hits the Still first it, Spanish the that it is. But it's not Colombian Spanish. It's Spanish from Spain. So it's proper, proper Spanish. So now not only is Mike speaking broken Spanish, but he's, he sounds like an asshole who thinks he's better than everyone in broken Spanish. But the thing is, the translator doesn't work when we get to Colombia. Yeah. It only worked here. And then once we got to Colombia, it needed like internet or something to work. We barely could play music yeah. to, on the Bluetooth device. And I definitely didn't have enough Wi-Fi to fucking book a uh, fucking to to get some translations. And when we got to Colombia, the Colombia the, the airport in Medellin is like the size of uh, like a little mall. Like but but 50% of it is a security station. Yeah. And they're basically tossing buttholes. They're, they're like, yeah, white people, we know what you're here for. Well, here's the problem. We didn't really pay attention to the fact that we were supposed to know where we were staying. We were supposed to give them the address of the place we're staying. So everybody, I, you know, everybody coming through looking gnarly. All these dudes with face tattoos, look, looking all wild. People with one way fucking trips, which is a problem because you're supposed we to return. We were a TSA alert every five like feet. They're and like, whoa, where's that guy going? Whoa, I, where's that guy going? I, I have to keep translating for everybody, so I keep leaving TSA and then coming back, and they're like, sir, sir, you cannot come back. And I just keep having to walk through, and I'm like, I, these guys don't know what you're saying. He was like running around like. A fucking high school fucking chaperone on a field trip. Oh my trip, god, yeah! Trying to translate fucking uh, raw dog blowjob. That's fucking, later. Yeah, that's later. But we have TSA. Uh, every single one of us, none of nobody knew where we were going. Nobody knew where we were staying. 
Uh, there's no internet, so we're having problems pulling it up. It was just a nightmare. And people were coming. Not everyone got to Florida like instructed. Some people flew in from Texas. Some people flew in from LA. Uh, we had a we gave away a trip to a, a gold member. So not only do we invite all the gold members to come for free, they just had to get there and everything was taken care of. But we we took one of those little little fucking uh, bingo rollers, which I think their names are still in that roller right now to this day. Oh yeah, and whoever won the hundred bucks, I called you like three times and you never <laughs> so, so, answered back. Sorry, so I just put it back in Mike's wallet. So if you're hearing this, oh. let me know. But I called you like three times. Do you remember his name? No, right. <laughs> just hey. If you can, if you can sell me on the fact that you won the hundred, if you know enough details to be like, I'm the one who won a hundred bucks, hit me up. I'll give it to you. You just got to give me enough details to make it sound like that's the guy. Yeah. So we drew out a name and we called a guy live on our secret Snapchat for the members only because you get a secret Snapchat and you get to follow all the stuff. That's one of the ways we post the content. And um, we called a guy up and he answered. I think he was at work. Oh and, yeah, and he um, worked. He worked like security at a children's hospital. Did he? Yeah. So we called him. What security do at a children's hospital? He was from Texas? Just fucking up dads left and right. Do you remember his name? Um, I think I remember his name. I'm pretty sure he's not a member anymore, even though he's a member uh, for several years. But, um, yeah, he won a trip to Columbia. We flew him out. We paid for everything. And um, I had to get things started off at a very rocky uh, start at first because I remember – well, I've been, I remember I had been up for three days because I was nervous and trying to prepare and trying to organize everything. And I guess him and Joe, security Joe, got into like a little like heated conversation in the bathroom. Yeah. And he's, I guess he saw my rack of sunglasses and he picked one up. He's like, oh, sunglasses. And Joe goes, yeah, and they better be here when we leave. And then he took it to heart. Because like, he's a Texan, and that's the thing. Texans, they only have two modes. It's Texas or Super Texas. Yeah. And he was just like, as a Texan, I would. He literally did say, though, as a Texan, I would never. And I was like... Okay, and then you know Joe, Joe, Joe won't fucking stop. Yeah. So they're they're getting into a little heated thing. So the guy's jo- already weird. And then we had our little sidebar meeting because I come in and Mike's like, "Hey, come here for a second. He's like, "Hey, look, man, I don't know this guy. You don't know this guy, but he's already a little weird." Yeah, <laughs> like it got it got uncomfortable very very fast. And here I am. I've already bought him a flight to another country, and he's about to stay in a giant mansion that I had rented. We had spent. Maybe most of the month, obviously not booking flights or preparing, other than <laughs> looking at different Airbnbs. And we finally went with a uh, a tourist group there, and their name was Bido. Bido. B i d o. And their company sent me an email letting me know that because of COVID, unfortunately, the company was shutting down a little and bit of it's travel. Gone. Yeah. Oh. Well, they uh, they got us for a lot of lot of good uh, American uh, fucking dollars. What we learned this from our homeboys that we met in Colombia. Shout out to my boy Golden Smiles, man. He's out there in Medellin, always taking care of us. Yeah. Uh, what we learned from them was holler at them next time, and because th- we yeah. still got a straight deal on the house, though it's like an eighteen bedroom house that we got for like ten grand for a week. So imagine like a, a drug lord's mansion up in the hills of Medellin. And there's like 20 of us. We show up to this place and um, we're like just blown away. We're all taking it. It's like the episode of Real World when they, when they first get there. Yeah, they it's all definitely around, Real World showing up to the house. True story. Fighting over beds. Like, no, I'm going to sleep here. I'm going to sleep here. So me and I told Miguel, I was like, hey, this is what we do when we get there. We're going to do a room draft. Everyone's like, oh, what's this? What's a room draft? So I said, all right, here's the deal. Who wants to throw in? Because I, I had obviously said I committed to paying for everything no matter what. 
which was uh, I don't know. I think it's been like thirty grand or some shit. I'm it's thinking, about yeah, around there, around thirty grand, yeah. So I said, hey, who wants to throw in and you know have the first pick of the litter here? There are several rooms, uh, beautiful home. What was it like five, six stories? I don't know. I, I was there for like days and didn't even know that I didn't even see some. You of never the rooms. went down past your room. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. It was hot because here's the thing. They said it had AC, but it didn't have fucking it wasn't, AC. It wasn't hot though. It was really good. Like Art, did you think it was hot in there at all? It was mildly moist at yeah. moments because I had that good mountain window, so my shit was nice. I had well, giant nice for you. Yeah, I was sweating <clears throat> several times. You're dying. The weird Mike. thing about the house was you roll up and you walk in the front door, and then the floors go down because they're going down the side of a mountain. Well, it's a op- you walk into the front, you go up the steps as you look in this giant, huge like. Looks like some like birds can fly in your living room. Yeah, it's it's one hundred percent open. There's like a that. pool table. There's a bar. There's a whole like lounge. It's an opened air like living room. There was multiple hot tubs too. Multiple hot tubs, nightclubs. Yeah, fucking just crazy contemporary, but yet Colombian decor. It's very fucking nice. The the, the fucking photos online definitely sold me. And I definitely wired lots of money to some people I didn't know. And that I'm was glad a little they weird. At the airport. Yeah, that was great that they showed up. We <laughs> also rented two Sprinter vans. So we had two Sprinter vans with us for the whole time we were there. They would get there at like two, 10 o'clock in the morning, and they would stay with us till like midnight, 2 o'clock. But we'd always come back to the house to party anyway every night. And as soon as we get in, all of my friends are like, uh, where's the cocaine? And not all of my friends, some of my friends. Because they're like, hey, when in Rome, do as the Romans. And, um, well... These Colombian guys, this wasn't their first po- uh, their, their first rodeo, so they were yeah. definitely like literally having like welcome gift bags as soon as we showed up from the airport in these sprinters, and um, yeah, that's when the party started. And that, that the room draft though you were talking about, yeah. So we were like, all right, so who wants to throw in how much to get the? We were basically like, all right, whoever throws in the most money is going to get the first pick, and then. Um, it was a little, little slow at first, and then finally someone, you know. No, it was a little cheap at first. That's slow. Yeah. Motherfuckers were coming up with like 60 bucks. Like, I'll pay 60 bucks for this gorgeous one-bedroom room that faces three mountains with a fucking waterfall in yeah. it. Yeah, I, th- I think we spent 10 grand on the, on the house alone. Yeah. People were like, yeah, I got 20 on uh, the fucking the room with the hot tub in it and stuff. I'm Tim like, and Parks came right. They came with a couple hundred bucks each, and it was like, done. You're getting a room, you yeah. know? And then once we were done with the money Oh, and also, part, I was like, real quick, I was like, Mike, you know, I'm going to be doing a lot of work. And then I can get worry. my own room. Papa had and you. He's Papa like, had yeah, you. Was, he's like, Papa's got you. You get your own room. I was like, cool, I just want my own room. And then I was like, man, you know, I got like $6 on me all together. And we were like, like Art, there's a garage. Let your boy at least try to sleep one night. There was rooms in that place that I didn't even know until the last day we were there. We're like, oh, wow, who's, who's in here? I'm like, oh, wow. And I just walk in, there's condoms everywhere and fucking snacks and fucking prostitute residue everywhere. <laughs> it's good, like good times. Put a black light in it, the whole thing will blind you, yo. All right, so we're, we're, we're getting y'all, we're, we're laying out the entire picture of this, this trip. Warming them up. So... We've got all the details. We get there. I'm like, hey, I'm fat. I'm American. Miguel, let's go grocery shopping. Let's not get hustled by these street vendors and uh, like go get you know Doritos. Well, before, before we get grocery shopping, guys, before we do any of that, the crew that's there sits us down. We got three guys that are a running guy. Remind you, this is the thing. With a that, that $10,000 price, we got two Sprinter vans for 12 hours every day, which they extended anytime we wanted. They were like, yeah, that's fine. Stay, stay. We had three runners who are our guys who would do whatever we needed. 
We had a cleaning lady who would come and clean. And I we, cleaned more than her. But she would pick up all our shit. And then we had a security guy at the bottom of the gate. Never saw the, the him, ba- but yeah, I heard he was there. But down at the bottom. You never went to the bottom of the... You stayed in your room. True. I'm just telling I'm just telling how it was. <laughs> at the very bottom of the hill, we had a security guy who would... Basically, his job was... Joe was trying get, to buy a gun before we got there. Yeah, yeah. Our security guy was just carried again. His job was basically to give us a heads up when people that he didn't know were coming up Let me or tell something. you a story. Before we yeah. left... Me and Joe had a good hour-long conversation, and it was one of those, like, you in? I'm in if you're in. I'm in. You in? I'm in. Okay, we're in. We had a literally an hour-long conversation on would we ha- if we had to kill somebody, would we? And the answer was anonymously yes. And we had a whole, like, plan to, like, escape into the mountains and run to the ne- nearest embassy and shit. We were like... If some locked up broad shit goes, or and you hey, know they're pimps. booting you the fuck out of that embassy, bro. I was they're like, not letting you. They're not I like, so hey, I, mur- I murdered somebody. Can I hide in here? They're like, no. I no. love fears. You didn't have no fears, Art. A guy who's been incarcerated more than anyone I know. You you weren't scared of maybe being incarcerated in, a, in another country. I just let Colombia have me. I just prepared myself at all moments and prepared myself just to let the. You're like Joe over this volcano. You're just like, just I'll I'll jump. The just country. Take me. Seven the, people have seen that movie. The country and the women. But when we got there, though, our uh, our staff, they they briefed us on something that we needed to know. Remember, we're staying there five days, so they're like, "Listen, uh, you need to know this: the first two nights you stay here, the police are going to show up at some point at night to extort you." And we're like, what? They're like, yeah. They're like, listen, they're going to come at some point. They're going to say the music's too loud or Just or like something. at a Saucy Castle party. Yeah. We're all vibing, having a good time. You know, I'm trying to make sure everyone's having a fucking good experience. And next thing you know, like, whoop, whoop. Well, the, yeah, the guys are just, the, 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 the guides are letting us know that it's going to happen twice. And they're telling us that. I have anxiety t- from it still. If you don't think I get PTSD in America and not having a Columbia, you're dead wrong. Because I remember looking out my window and seeing over the little driveway and seeing their like neon green car and their lights, and I go, oh my god, they're here in Colombia to come get me. Well, the, they're telling us too in the beginning. They're like, listen, it happens. I was super stressed. It happens twice, and then after that, you're good. And they're like, you know, and we're like, how much is it? Remember, we haven't got this peso conversion shit yet. I, I still so, don't have it. So they're telling us basically it's going to be something around like I think it was three hundred thousand pesos or something like that. And they're like, okay, so we're like 300,000. So the first night, you know, just to jump to it, the first night they come to us all cool and they're like, hey, uh, just a heads up, the, uh, the, police, the police are here, like clockwork. So I'm like, okay. And so I'm gathering money from people. And shout out because Dink and, uh, Dink and Todd, they like gave me cash. People are giving me cash to go pay the cops off. But we haven't figured out Miguel's the conversion. Miguel's passing around the fucking communion plate for yeah. the extortion of the P- Colombian police. And then me and Tim are like fighting over which one of us gets to pay the cops. Because we're like, this is going to be great, man. Because they're like, yeah, you guys can go pay them. You can film it. Meanwhile, you know? I'm like pacing. I'm like. Yeah, Mike's fucking, hiding in the room already. Like fucking. <laughs> I'm like, Joe, come on, get ready. We got to yeah. strangle some prostitutes and get it go out the back door. So I go, I go down stairs and uh i'm like counting up the money and so we got like 300 bucks because we're like yeah okay it's gonna cost like 300 bucks to to pay off these cops and so i'm talking to the guy and uh the our guide and, and he he's like you uh, give me the money and i'll and i'll just hand it to him it's right like- now you stay here <laughs> and so i give him the money he looks at it, he's like papa this is this is way too much money and i'm like well, I got. I don't have American cash. We haven't switched out money. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm talking like fifty bucks. And I'm like fifty bucks. He's like, yeah. I'm like, 
Give him 70. Fuck it, yo. Let's be, let's ball. We were genuinely excited about yeah. being extorted after that point because so, we're like, oh, they just want a little lick. You yeah. know, cool. We're, hey, there's 10, there's Rome do his 20 Romans. of us. So I give, them, I give them the money. They give him the 70 bucks, and this is the best part. Me and Tim are over there. We give the cop, the, we give the guy the money. The guy gives it over to the cops. The cops look at it. The guide calls us over. He's like, come here. And we're like, what's up? He's like, they want to thank you. <laughs> this is true. They were, they were like, oh, so man, true. they're smiling. They were like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So much so that the next morning they came back just to check up. Just so to like, see hey, what's hey, going hey, on. Green goes okay? And Tim, and Tim and me are taking pictures. Or Tim's taking pictures with them. I'm asking them what it would cost to drive the car. Because I'm like, how much? To drive the car, I want to shoot around guns. The mountains. And he's like, "Oh, you can't drive the car. We got cameras in the cars." And I was like, "Damn!" And I was like, "What about the motorcycles?" And he's like, "I don't know. You're killing me, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're killing, killing me, Bobby. Bobby. Like, oh man, this motherfucker." But what happens is, so j- to jump ahead of the story real quick, they come again the second night. But then the third night, we're having like a real good party at the house. All of a prostitutes sudden, everywhere. Everyone's getting their dick sucked. All, well, all of times. a sudden. We look outside, and these are new cops. Because what happened was, Friday and Saturday, we had these two officers. But now this is Sunday night, and it's another crew of cops. And so the guys, the host guys are like, hey, you know, the cops are over here. They want their payment. And and this is, like, the most, like, first, first world problem, like, privileged moment of my life. And I was like, absolutely not. You told us the cops were going to get paid off twice. I paid them off both nights. And I was like, a third night? Unfucking acceptable And those guys had to go down to the cops and be like, hey, man, they already paid the cops off two nights. We told them it was going to be two. We really can't do a third night. So then they come back, and he's like, can you guys do, like, I don't know, like 30 bucks. And I was like, like Colombian pickers. Like, sorry, bro. Yeah. All I can do is 20. I'm exactly. I'm like, I'll do 20. And he goes, let me come back. And he comes back. He's like, good news. They'll take it. I'm like, this is, it's not my first trip to Colombia. So the moral story is we sponsored a small village in Colombia. Basically, we, I want to make sure that that police baseball league has new uniforms. Because if I go over there and I see that that softball league doesn't have fucking new bases and uniforms, what the fuck was I paying for? So as we mentioned earlier, the, the American dollar goes very far in Colombia. And Colombia is home of some of the most beautiful fucking women. So beautiful that they don't even know they're beautiful. So beautiful that I, well, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was trying to go over there and bring them all back to my house to live. And, uh, well, uh, that was kind of what the mission was, to get some content, which if you remember com, you can see this whole entire thing uncensored. Fucking Colombian fucking vaginas, bitches in ski masks giving blowjobs to our uh, our members and a lot of fucking train wreck situations because we had a situation as the moment we're, we're in Colombia, we're talking to locals. We we go, we first the first night we're there, we go downtown and tell us tell us about downtown. Well, there's two of us. Who are oh, you? Me? Yeah, who I was like, fucking talking oh, to? Yeah, I was like, who are you talking? Listen to, to who he's looking at, Miguel. Listen to who he's looking at. I thought I was looking at you. We went to uh, you look at your phone. <laughs> Them stupid candies. Are they talking to Siri? Uh, we went to the first place we went to. It's called Parque Yaris. 
And uh, it's Spanish. I just had you say that part because I can't pronounce it properly. And I, I don't know if it's Parque Yares or Parque Yeres. Uh, Parque Prostitutas. I always I, I, I confuse it. But it's either Parque Yares or Parque Yares. And we went over there, and it's beautiful. It's in downtown, the middle of the city. Uh, our buddy, uh, who is in the CIA, who is actually there for his own purposes, met us up, and he was telling us all about it. He's like, "This place is great. You're gonna love it." And it was amazing because as you walk around this area, it's the most beautiful women you've ever seen, and they all just want to party. Imagine and- going to a mall. And, like, you know how when you go down the mall. Imagine and- being in sync in 1999 going anywhere. Oh, That's how it felt. Yes. Just hot women coming up to you. All these little kiosks of these, like, hot Colombian girls running up to you trying to get you to try the head massager. Yeah. Or do you want do you want to buy this, like, this or that, new sunglasses or perfume? Oh. That was Columbia downtown. Parques, Lattes, or whatever the fuck yeah, it's called. Close Jesus enough. Christ. Horseshoes. You know? Yeah. And I, I never, I want to say... As a not so attractive man, there was the first oh, time man. I felt objectified, and I felt I'm, like and I'm meat. sorry, ladies. I, I I feel like I owe an apology to all women. I felt like a piece of meat. Not me. I'm like, why do you not love this? Yeah. Like literally, I was being pulled and grabbed, and, and 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 just beautiful women trying to seduce me, and I was like, this is what you're complaining about? No, but it was one of the most amazing events of my entire fucking life. It it really it was a slice of heaven yeah. over there in South America. It was fucking breathtaking yeah it was and then and it was just like like being objectified and still not having to worry about being raped it was the best of both worlds it was well, <laughs> as we were downtown i never held my iphone so you were tighter. still mike was still on this sketch like everything's a trap you know that garbage can's probably gonna rob us you know like yep, fucking i was everything's a trap and then also he was so american that i remember one night we went to get tacos and we went to this place <laughs> and they're chopping the taco pastor right off the spit they're chopping the pineapple and we get these tacos and they hand this them to mike my taco Bell. yeah and mike mike's like takes a bite of them he's like oh it's a corn ta-. and he's literally trying to explain to the Where's my flour tortilla he's like no you've got to use flour tortillas ground beef tomatoes lettuce cheese and the guy's like sour cream yeah yeah sour cream and, the, and the guy lady. looks at him he goes like taco bell and mike's like yeah he goes fuck taco bell <laughs> and that and that's where i cried my heart was broken in the streets of columbia that's like every time we got mike tacos something to eat, shit every time tacos were fucking amazing every time we got mike something to eat it was too colombian for him we got him this hot dog it was Ugh. like baked inside the bread covered with sauerkraut and potato sticks and ham and it chopped up ham and bacon in it and and uh, I got it for Jeff, and Jeff was like, no. He looked at it and said, no. And then I got it, gave it to Mike, and uh, and Mike bites into it, and Mike's like, Ugh. and I'm like, what's Not wrong impressed. with it? He's like, ugh. White He's like, they can't just make a hot dog and put, like, chili on it? <laughs> like, First no, world motherfucker. fucking soft-ass lips. And every time we wanted to go get something to eat, Mike would suggest we find a Hooters. We're in fucking Medellin, Colombia. We've never been here before. There's all these cool-ass restaurants. I was trying We've, to do a visit. Yeah, he's like, you guys want to, I don't know, you want to go like like a Hooters or something? I don't want to go to fucking Hooters in Medellin. Dead ass. It's because I couldn't sir. pronounce the rest of the restaurants I found on GPS. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I was like, oh, they have a Hooters right on the street. Let's go there. Let's go I want to see the Hooter girls. Oh, international cuisine. Let's, uh, Hooters? Uh, yeah. Like, hey, guys, man. Uh, you know, I found this good little ethnic spot. It's just- called TGI Fridays. Oh. So we as we're there. walking around this downtown area, because we did it during the day, too, we saw, like, what I believe, what I, what I believe to be uh, fake hustling. There were, like, some, some fucking... Some, scallywag sitting on the side of the street barefooted literally damn near in the highway like on in the streets on the curves 
and they were I looked down several times to make sure I was seeing what I was seeing. It was like brand new newborn babies. Yeah. These motherfuckers were like fresh out the fucking pussy hole. Yeah. And our tour guides, the what, what the guys from Baidu, Baidu, they're like, no, no, gringo, no, no, that's hustle, that's hustle. I was like, oh my god, that's not even their babies. That's somebody else's fucking new baby. Yeah, they're like tricking out their baby infants to give to someone else. To There's sit a on the baby street. swap corner where some dudes like, yo, got them babies, got them beige tops. Shit's crazy. I'm just like looking. I'm like, I'm about to cry. I'm about to give them all the money I have. And they're like, no, no, homie. It's not a real baby. It's, it's an eight-year-old girl. Yeah, that's CGI, Holmes. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? You ever see a 3D printer, babe? <laughs> there was like a, uh, every time there was a red light at this one little corner, there was this dude who ran across the road and tied a tightrope. Oh, yeah, the tightrope walkers. Between the two fucking uh, crosswalks. And, and make sure you understand this. Don't close your eyes and think that you're in some fucking Three Amigos dusty village. You're in New York. You're walking yeah. down the street. It's like and, Miami. Yeah. It's like, you know, South America. Yeah. It, it's based, This is a real big-ass city. And so it's not like some little Pueblo or some shit like that. This is a fucking big. You're in a metropolitan area. They're Imagine mall- a retarded field trip with a bunch of fat dudes covered in tattoos, really fucking awkward looking, and they're I had all to take staring all these, at us. I had to take all these fuckers to the ATM. And, and every day, because these motherfuckers would never pull out enough. They'd just be like, I'll just pull out 100 pesos for today. Whenever we went there, the cartels were definitely taking the day off or something because we were definitely like bait in the middle of the streets just dangling ourselves like, oh, come rob us, come rob us. And there was a couple times that I definitely felt like we were getting robbed. We went to a like a East versus West like Medellin, Colombia. Oh, it like was it was, game. it was a city versus city soccer game. So huge, was, thousands upon thousands of people everywhere. I've never seen that many people in the street after an NFL game or like a basketball game or anything. And you're talking thousands of people. They was all all fans. So yeah. oh. at this point, I knew I was truly a fucking white gringo in the wrong place. That I definitely shouldn't have been there. And they were staring us up and down. I literally was just watching people point. It was as if we were extraterrestrials. Even the dogs looked at us Oh, weird. this is where I fucked up, too. I bought. I, I went to go buy this girl a jersey. I was like, I'm going to buy this girl a jersey. Come back, be the hero. Hey, baby. Hey, hookers, what? Uh, but uh, <laughs> What hookers? Yeah, but I, I went to go buy her a jersey. Man, she, she plays soccer. She's a big uh, soccer fan. I was like, she's going to love this. And I go up to the guy, and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm talking to him. And I'm like, yeah, let me get that one. And he's like, okay. So he gives me the jersey, and it's in like a clear plastic bag. And I'm walking with it, and our Bido guy comes. He's like, hey, 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 hey. He like takes the jersey. And I'm like, what? He's like, no, no, no. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in the van. I'm going to put it in the van. I was like, why? He's like, that's the other side of town's jersey you got in that bag. The rival team? Yeah, and I'm walking through their neighbor like, look, the Andrew. That's why the dude fucking sold it to me so quick because he's Andrew like Spanish. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, bro. He's like, give me that shit now. Let him die. Yeah, so our, I just, our I guys are really good at giving us like the heads up. So on let shit. me just let you know, girl. Like I almost died to get you a dope ass jersey. So every time I have seen her in it, I just like a little tear comes from my eye because I'm like a little Columbia I almost, tear. I almost died for that shit because the I didn't fucking know what narco I was doing. the narco's theme song starts getting played. Your head dun, 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 drops down her fake cheek. Remember this. Everyone who's not from South America is a gringo if you're from the United States. It don't matter. You're Puerto Rican. You're Mexican. You're a gringo because you're from the States. So I did the most gringo shit. I walked up to a vendor, and he's like, oh, you want this one? And I was like, okay, give it to me, sir. And I probably paid like five times what it cost. And then he's just watching me walk away like, this motherfucker's going to rem- get killed. There was a dude who was following us because we were like kind of being slowly shuffled through this sea of people. Yeah. And... 
There was a dude who followed us with like a grocery cart that was trying to sell like I don't know like the first fucking GoPro, and I was drunk and I knew that that GoPro was definitely out of date, and he was trying to get top dollar for it. He kept like it was all like it was almost like you had to pay them to fucking leave you alone, and they would not. They were resilient. The kids we were had like. Like, I would say, like, eight-year-old kids trying to hustle us, talking shit to us. Remember the kids that that straight up fought each other for the money yes. that we gave them? We uh, gave them money. To, they were, like, trying to jump. I, I thought we were, like, on a Catch a Predator episode. Like, they were jumping into the Sprinter van. Yeah, they were we're like, to, no, no, you, you can't come no. here. We have prostitutes with us. Get yeah, out of the vehicle, yeah, sir. Next trip. Next trip. Yeah. Like, oh, no. <laughs> we're like, this cannot get back to the American soil that what's going on right now. Like. We are promoting that we're taking our friends and our members to Columbia for all you can fuck buffet over eighteen. Yeah. Next thing you know, there's all these like young kids like trying to like fight and get money. Well, they they tried to hop in the van to come with us. We're like, get the fuck out of the van. And here's the thing: our Baidu guys were thug. Like, if anyone tried to do anything, these one guys, of the guys is what was the lead guy's name? A Boston George. He yeah. wasn't allowed back in America. I guess he was running. Game he's running here dope in and shit here. Yeah, and they they were like, "Nah, you're never going back to America." Yeah, he's like, he would talk to us about how much he wished to come back here because he lived in like Boston for like 15 years. That I was, was thinking about smuggling him in on some yeah. submarine and shit. You and, dig? And he, uh, but like literally. If a, if a pro, like if we, if we had the van door open and a prostitute came by, like hey pop, he would pop out and be like bitch. Hey, it was like it was like uh, the night the zombie uh, yeah. Walking Dead. You had to literally stiff arm prostitutes oh, and me, children to get me away bring from this you. Up, though the prostitutes that are coming up to you are not streetwalkers. Yeah, no, we're not they're talking no goddamn C- Miami models. Balls. Yeah. And they're not aggressive, like like they're just coming up, like wanting to hang. This I'm crying like, oh. inside, Miguel, because they're so hot. I'm looking. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, baby, you don't know how beautiful you are. Why are you trying to have sex with me for ten dollars? Yeah, Girl. Like, I'll at least give you twenty five. And then here's the thing, too. They also they're not drug addicts or anything. Clean, they, no track clean. marks. No they nothing. work. The thing is, this is extra income. Some of them got like wife and kids. Yeah, their husband drive, pays for the taxi. They go into town. Yeah, they go fuck some gringos. And then here's another crazy part about it. Some of them. They understand you don't want to pay to fuck, but they'll still just be like, let me kick it with you. Let me take you to the bar I go to and hook you up. They took us to we a club. Uh, that girl's last name was Escobar, Escobar, and we still know who she is. Yeah. She was basically our one of our hot chick tour guides. Prostitute it was, tour guide. She was a prostitute tour guide. And then and then they would they would round they would see other girls they know and they'd be like hey Maria come hang out come oh, on. so Maria, now come on come so on so now we've got twenty girls with us and we're like how the fuck does this work are we paying for this right now like we don't want to do this quadruple lapping yeah. up yeah so they just walk us into a bar we cut the line they're like no these guys are coming they take us to like a VIP area and already I'm like oh my god because you know I'm the goddamn fucking CFO of all this and man. I'm drunk I'm always, as fuck and yeah. I'm, I'm being Mr Sage's barrel I'm like I'm having huddles every five seconds all right everyone stick together. Yeah. This is what we talked about back in the I'm, States. I'm literally just thinking about the finances of all this. I'm like, are we literally paying for all this right now? Like, what is it? We come to find out. I'm watching out, the trash guy go by yeah. at night. I'm like, wow, just like New York, the trash runs at night. <laughs> I'm there. And then I start talking to Escobar, our, our prostitute tour guide. And I'm like, listen, I need to know right now. Are they going to try to hustle us for money and say this? She's like, no, 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 no. She's like... Another thing that these girls like to do is they just party with American tourists. They know that we'll buy them drinks. They'll hang Translation, out. Translation, they just trying to live with some of that good life. So I'm like, oh, they just Miami in it. That's oh, yeah. 100% We're used fun. to that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bottle rats? But just trying to the, get some food? Here's the deal, American bottle rats. Let me, let me tell you girls something. American bottle rats will sit in your VIP area, and they'll drink up all your juice, and then they'll hop over to a bigger baller when he shows up. Not these Medellin girls. bottle rats Loyal. will run back and forth to get the drink. 
bring other girls massage to the area. Massage your shoulders. Massage your Start fanning you and shit. And so. They're bringing other bitches to come dance on your lap. All of it. So at the end of this club, I'm I like, okay. I'm like, I, I, they hand us the bill. And I'm like, oh, shit. This oh, whole no, VIP. I said, oh, shit. Yeah, this whole VIP has been one bill. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And these girls, I mean, we probably had seven rounds of shots. Each of these girls have a goddamn drink in their hand. Uh, the girl tells me. The first girl, not even not even Escobar, the first girl that I've been hanging out with looks at the bill and she goes, no, 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 and starts talking to the bar guy. Then they come back with another bill. Basically, we get the local price now because we've been kicking it with all these girls. And I shit Plugged you in. not. I thought it was lower, Mike. I told you what it was earlier, but I thought it was lower. For 20 guys and 20 girls in a VIP with at least seven rounds of shots and everybody having a couple drinks. Oh, we got a bottle too. We got a bottle. We, did, that we, we got did. we got a bottle of like some shitty rum, and we were doing shots. Our tab was two hundred and twenty-five dollars. Which American currency? That would have been like three grand. Yeah, I, I was freaking out already. I was like, oh my god. I feel like a proud father because I was like watching some of my my members, my homies, and some of my my close associates. All literally had multiple fucking beautiful women. Like any guy there. If it wasn't bros involved, they would have fell in love and started pillow talking like, I like you, baby. Like, you know, you should come back to America. Maybe I'll come here and get a get a donkey and start farming over here. You know, I like it here. It's good weather. And I was just looking around this little VIP club, and everyone was smiling. I'm looking at Rowdy Rob. I'm looking at Art, Heavy C, you. You had two girls. Everyone, oh, at one point. I'm it was looking, beautiful. I'm like, listen, guys. I'm like, this is probably gonna cost us way too much blah 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 blah. and then this gorgeous sofia vargara looking girl comes up to me and she was like do you want to dance with me and my girlfriend i'm like so what i'm saying guys is you know just (laughs) be prepared to cough up some cash because we're staying well you know what i think word got out that we were like invading colombia and that we were all for fucking we're we're we had sucker written all over us well also and may i mind you guys this episode there's no break we're going straight through i might have to pee a couple times between it i'm gonna piss and shit my pants okay so right now we're gonna take our break when we come back we're gonna talk about we're gonna call tim valley when yeah. we come back I and mean, he's got a great story from columbia does your life suck are you tired of the same shitty old dead-end job has your girlfriend stopped sucking your dick well guess what motherfuckers knock knock because here's your opportunity to change your life for just under a dollar a day become a member of mikebc.com right now and you'll enjoy the following some of the wildest, craziest, sexiest, never-seen-before footage live on the Snapchat. Sure, we all love the regular Snapchat, but if you want to see what's really going on, join now. Not only do you get to enjoy the countless hours of entertainment from me and the rest of the Sausage Castle family, but enjoy the long list of content creators that you signed up for, bringing new and amazing shows just for you to enjoy. Log into your online account every day to see some of this content you may have missed. After you've been a faithful member for three months, watch your mailbox, because we're sending you one of these badass members-only t-shirts. You can't buy this anywhere. You've got to earn it. The content's good if you're really into the content stuff, but for me, I'm more about the coming down, the parties. The Snapchat's great. I watch it. It's That's not really what it's about for me. It's about coming down, hanging out. Being a member of MikeBC.com, it's not just about watching a secret Snapchat, it's an experience. As a member of MikeBC.com, you'll have access to some of the wildest and craziest parties at MikeBC's personal home 
the world famous Sausage Castle. Enjoy members weekends. That's where you and the rest of the family join up at the wildest house in America and spend three days and three nights camping, drinking, sucking and fucking some of the wildest shit you'll ever experience. During members weekends, you'll be rubbing elbows with some of the sexiest, craziest, wildest ladies you'll ever imagine. The beauty beauties. Don't worry, campers. We've gone an extra mile here at the Sausage Castle to make sure all you members are comfortable and have one hell of a camping experience. I've been following Mike Busey for quite a while. I've been a member for about three months, and I'll tell you what, it's the best, been the best three months of my life. So Memberships are missing out. I, I, I started following Mike Busey about, a, about two years ago, the and the guy's a real guy. And it uh, allows people to come here that are like oh, outcasts of society. And they fit in well, and uh, I was like, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta fuck with this guy. Man, I've been following Mike about two months, became a member a month ago, so, but I'm, I'm happy I'm here at the fucking Sausage Castle, having a great day of fucking the drunken field bed. All I can say is America right now. Follow Mike Busey. Look at my eyes. Took my glasses off for you, America. For you. Follow Mike Busey. Become a member. Party at the Sausage Castle. Hell yeah. I hope you're hungry, because we're providing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Each campsite comes with its own electrical hookups, picnic table, fire pit, and grill. Go skating around our track, swim in our lake, enjoy our luxurious outdoor showers. The only showers that you go to get clean, but sometimes you come out dirty. During Members Weekend, enjoy the countless sports, entertainment, and amenities we have to offer. Live game show and trivia, tug of war, boxing, foam wrestling, Airboating, basketball, tennis, volleyball, football, dodgeball. Enjoy our awesome arcade. Epic costume parties. Do you remember playing field day as a child? Well, imagine you doing the same shit, but really wasted. Each member's weekend, you and your team will battle it out to win thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. Yeah, that's right, team white, team blue, not team black if they lose. Oh, right. It's like that, Big Mike. It's Team Black, bro. Even though we lost all our all our stuff so far. The Members Weekend, I'm going to put it simple, has been the weirdest but most epic time of my life. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is just, it, it's life. It's, it's amazing. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to meet everybody, to see how cool everybody is, how loving they are, and just how chill they are. They're just real people like us. Like, I don't even think it's about the money. It's about the pride at some point. Some of these people, they get, they're so passionate about winning it that they don't even care about the cash prize. They're doing things that you'd never imagine just for the pride to win. Did you know that we have a full functioning recording studio? We've got some of the industry's premier equipment in our state-of-the-art recording facilities. You never know who's going to show up at the Sausage Castle. We've had a long list of celebrities. Rappers, rock stars, athletes, models, and porn stars have graced the doors of the Sausage Castle. Think of it as a summer camp, but everyone's really fucking wasted and doing really weird shit with their genitals. The party doesn't stop at the Sausage Castle. At Members Weekends, you'll be able to experience the massive invasion as the, all the members head downtown Orlando. We've been known to take the party to the streets. Nothing beats a bunch of crazy assholes loading up on a party bus for a night of fun. Or enjoy an evening on the seven seas 
as we gamble and drink the night away on party cruise boat adventures. You never know where Mike Busey is going to take you and the rest of the members during Members Weekends. Just shut up and get on the bus and enjoy the ride. Not everyone can make it to Members Weekends. By becoming a member, you'll be able to reap the benefits of coming to our shows and hanging out and partying with us for absolutely free, backstage or even on stage. Oh yes, if you're a member, we're putting you right there in the center of all the action. You don't have to take my word for it. Here's one of the members we met in Las Vegas. My name's Vince from L.A., been a member for about eight months now. Great eight months. If you're on the fence, just do it. Once you do it, you won't regret it, and you'll just love every second of it. It's a, such a debauchery that it, it's oh a good debauchery. You, you won't regret it. Then you meet a guy named Mike Busey, and then he introduces you to a whole other fucking life. And then you just become a member, and then you fucking see the debauchery show for it is. Did we mention this is all 100% free? If you're a current member, you get to enjoy all the members' weekends for free. Let's be honest. I could probably name a million things you spend $30 a month on. Gatorade, cigarettes, bullshit, the gas station, the sausage castle. It's a place that defines freedom. A place that you can be yourself. A place where all walks of life are welcomed. No matter what race, religion, rich or poor, gay or straight, Christian or atheist, it doesn't matter. Come and enjoy. Arrive as strangers and leave as family. And we're back. Welcome to the second hour of the Colombian anniversary. We are joined right now via the cell phone device. Oh, shit! Tim Valley. Tim, how are you? Good, Mike. How are you, buddy? Wow. Uh, well, we're, I'm joined here by Miguel and Inmate Art. Yeah. So, if if you guys don't know Tim, Tim's a homeboy of ours, bounty hunter. He's sort of like a sort of gay fashion model in L.A. now or something. But he ain't scared. But uh, straight up homeboy, fucking been been around forever, man. Uh, Tim came with us to Medellin. Uh, that he did. And Tim actually stayed a little longer than us. And uh, if you have, if you see if you Tim see, was like the dude on Platoon at the very end, he's got his hands up in the air and he's down on his knees because the Viet Cong's coming in to kill him. He was, I, I, I guess you could say, he was left behind in Colombia. Tim was the one of us who really enjoyed Colombia. Yeah, like uh, I've got pictures of Tim where you could just tell Colombia was really hard on Tim. Yeah, as they say, when in Rome, do as the Romans. Tim definitely partook in the local activities in Colombia. When in Rome, yes. Yeah, when in when in Colombia, Tim's like, "Fuck it, deviate my septum," you know. <laughs> but Tim, I want I want you to help us out here now. First of all, Tim, we just told Mike something today that he didn't know. Uh, Tim, okay. when when we were in the airport, Mike, uh, Mike, Mike got super duper relaxed. Remember that time we fucking drugged him? You uh? Oh, we drugged. Yeah, oh, you drugged him. <laughs> and you told. I do him, not recall this. You told him it was a Mexican relaxing. That's what happens when you get drugged, Mike. <laughs> but what it's was it? a bad yeah, infomercial. It's a Mexican relaxing pill. Yeah, but what was this Mexican relaxing pill you gave him? 
Xanax. <laughs> well, Xanax. I mean, at least it wasn't like something hardcore <laughs> like heroin you're, or something. You're right. Xanax. I brought, I brought a few things. It could have been a number of different things, but I'm pretty sure it was just Xanax. Yeah. He's like, he's like fucking. So I got a really good sleep on the way to Columbia. Oh, and here's the best part. Mike gets up after Tim, uh, Tim drugs him. Mike gets up in the air for it. He's been sipping on a crown that he brought in, and he gets all wobbly, and he's like, whoa, guys, I haven't eaten all morning, and we all die laughing. That's what it is, fat guy. Yeah. yeah. I feel really relaxed. Yeah, because those Mexican relaxation pills are really good. He just, he just got Bill Cosby by his homie, and uh, and then the best part is so Mike. I mean, anybody that flies with Mike knows how stressful it is. Oh my god, dude! Seriously, TSA told us to drug him. They're like, here, take take yeah, this. Right? Trust yeah. Us. yeah, they were like, dude, let him snort it up. It'll be better for him. I know? mean, we've all took spirit flights throughout America. Imagine the fear of taking a spirit flight to Colombia. Yeah. I didn't know their planes went that far. Yeah. Like spirit sky Uber, you know? <laughs> Tim, did Tim, did you have a good time in Colombia? Oh, man. Was, I've been all over the world. Tim, are you still in Colombia right now? We need to know. <laughs> no, but it was actually on topic today. Oh, all right, um, Tim. So here's the, here's what I would like. We were just talking about the first club we went to in Colombia, and verify to our audience first that club you guys went to. Yeah, first club. We, yeah, that we, yeah, and we uh, old Tim Valley shows up. Tim found some ladies of the night. No, let me tell. Let me tell. No, let me tell the story because he's something. got it wrong. No, Joe. Joe and me were dancing. Oh, drugs, Miguel! I can't remember nothing. Joe you and me were. Up, you got to back up way before that. You got to back up way before that. Oh, Tim the whole went bus ride. Yeah, the whole bus ride that they're telling us. Do not talk to women down here, blah, blah, blah. We have them all waiting at the house. And uh, right when we walk in the door, Mike looks at right before we got out of the van, Mike looks at everybody. He's like, nobody go home with any girls. We already have girls at the house. Right, right. Because we were just talking about how Mike was safety sparrow. And he we got, was we like, got verified prostitutes. They, they came with check mark, blue check marks. We're like, of course, Michael. Of course. <laughs> Instantly, we hit Parque Yaris. There's nothing but fine women everywhere. Everybody's like, all right. I'm like a piece of meat? Yeah. Ooh, it's basically like, you know, you, that your mom cooked dinner, but you just passed a fucking checkers. You're like, I'm still going to get a chicken sandwich. You know? <laughs> so, True. So we go to this bar. And this is jump this part. We go to this bar. Me and Joe are dancing with these girls. And then uh, old Tim Valley tattooed head stud fuck. Uh, he starts kicking it in there. And one of the girls that's dancing with Joe is just like now staring at Tim. And she's, you know, she's obviously wants his cock, and you know she doesn't know he's. They're about an to pay Tim for sex. Yeah, she doesn't know he's an asshole. Yet, nah, they know but, he's about know? to give him sixty bucks to fuck. That's why <laughs> they know they know Tim's gonna give him a bump and a twenty. That's about it, you know. So Tim, so Tim uh, ends up like, uh, you know, just fucking pulling the maneuver, and he's like, sorry. He tells Joe, he tells Joe some like, sorry, but uh, he takes that girl, and then she brings her friend. She brings like a third girl too, right? Like, was it three of them? No, so it was no, it was two of them, but they grabbed me both by the arms and started walking me out the door and I turn around and I look at Mike and he points at me from across the bar. Bad idea. And I just see the mouth say, don't do it. And I just kind of like shrug with my hands up and I'm like, ah, I was, I, I was right there. I was, Tim's like, fuck it. I'm going in. He's sweating balls. These prostitutes pulling his ass out the club. I was like, oh, he's about to die. <laughs> So, Tim, <laughs> tell us what happens. I love this story because here's what happens, guys. Let me jump to this part. Let me do it in this order. About 30 minutes after Tim leaves the club, we're leaving, and uh, I text him, and I'm like, hey, we're leaving. He's like, go without me. I'll get a cab. And I'm like, cool. Every guy's mind you, Tim, Mind you, Tim don't know where we're staying. Nobody knew where we were staying. No idea. <laughs> no idea. No He's no like, idea. I'll get a cab. Anywhere. 
And I'm like, cool, man. If anything, I'll find him at this bar tomorrow morning. You know, every guy's been in a situation where they they meet a hot chick. That bitch could be like fucking from Mars. Be like, don't worry, I'll find my way home. Yeah, I got it. I'll figure this out. Y'all leave me. So Tim goes. So then, like, twenty minutes into our bus ride home, uh, I get like a FaceTime from Tim, but it won't go through. So I'm like, oh, he needs to know where we're staying. I'll, I'll give him the address when we get to the house. And when we get to the house, I connect with Tim. And Tim, would you tell us the story? So after Mike tells me no, and I kind of just get like torn out of the bar, they literally walk me like two blocks to the left and like straight into a hotel. And uh, they walk me up to the counter and they made me get a hotel. It costs like a whole four U.S. dollars for this hotel room. Jeez, hell yeah. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. Luxury. So we go up to the hotel, yeah, we go up to the hotel room, and uh, they like throw me on the bed. And, See, I didn't even know this happened. I thought we went back to the, our place. No. Tim, no, 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 no. So yeah, they throw me on the bed, and uh, they both take the clothes off, and they would only they would only mess with me like one at a time. Oh, fucking and I pretty bitches. Was weird. And I, at one point... I had my hand around this girl's neck in a non-violent way. <laughs> like, one time I was, <laughs> yep. I was essentially choking this bitch. There it goes. The first time was non-violent. But uh, <laughs> she, I, my watch kind of like hit her in the face a little bit. Not like, you know, she, she's like, you take your watch off. Oh, Fabio, your like, watch too the, big and expensive. Let me take it off for you. What was that? <laughs> and I said, well, in my head I'm thinking, oh, that's a strange request. I'll just put my Rolex somewhere I can see it. It's hard. When you're about to fuck, it's hard to make logical decisions. They're like, hey, real quick before I suck your dick, let me hold your wallet. Your Sounds Saturn, right. Your Saturn head's fucking pulsing, <laughs> yeah. pumping blood. And, and keep in mind that I've already done probably like two grams from the guys that picked us up from the airport <laughs> like before this has happened. So I'm not thinking clearly. So I take my Truly watch off, not. I set it down, and uh, and they're only fucking with me like one at a time. And I keep like look, trying to like look over to see like what the other chick is doing. And then after about like 10 minutes, keep in mind I paid this $20 for an hour. And uh, so after like 10, 15 minutes, they're like, uh, one of them's putting her clothes back on. And I'm like, yo, wait a second. And uh, like, I got two, I got two gram dick. This is going to take forever. Well, <laughs> David Blaine prostitutes. They're doing <laughs> abracadabra <laughs> tricks in the and background. I'm looking at them and I'm like, uh, where are y'all going? And they're like, oh, we'll be right back. We're going to go get food. We'll come right back. I'm like, go get food. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm wrapping for a fucking hour, you know? And she opens up the door and I turn around. And I look at where my watch was. My watch is gone. And so I fucking slammed the door right before they could leave. And they're both sitting there like shaking their hands. I'm standing there butt-ass naked with a hard dick. And <laughs> butt-ass like, naked with a hard dick Rolex. and a missing Rolex. And uh, keep, keep in mind, I don't wear my real Rolex to Columbia, so it's like a fucking $300 Rolex. Gotcha, bitch. And I'm like, where the fuck's my watch? And uh, they both jump under the bed like they're looking for something. Like they're looking for my watch under the bed. And they, oh, my God, they found my watch under the bed. Oh, here it is. Uh, I, look, uh, I found it, senor. So I look over. I look over at my wallet. My wallet's there, and I like realize that I don't have any luggage because I never took it out of the cab that we took there. And uh, so then I'm like, "All right, get the fuck out of here!" Blah blah blah. And they leave, and I turn my wallet over, and all the money's gone out of my wallet. And we had all stocked like fucking what five like a thousand dollars or some shit at the airport. Yeah, fucking whores. So I'm fucking like throwing my pants on, and I run out. And as I'm passing the dick, still hard. Like, you're running on the oh, streets of you, fucking huh? Medellin. What happened? The guy at the hotel tell you what he say? As I'm running out, I'm like, don't got my shirt on. My pants are unbuckled. And uh, hard ass dick. And I'm, as I'm running out, they're like, oh, they robbed you, huh? <laughs> the hotel guy's <laughs> like, they robbed you. Huh? <laughs> 
And uh, and I ended up catching them probably like a block down on the corner, like waiting for. So there's some dead prostitutes in, in Medellin. And uh, and I fucking pretty much ran their pockets like by myself in the middle of the fucking. Street. I can imagine you like, like, shaking back. them, shaking them like Bugs Bunny by their legs and just watching everything fall out of them. <laughs> And that, keep in mind, at this point, I'm in the middle of downtown Medellin, the only white guy by myself. Trying to oh, choke two fucking going. Colombian <laughs> prostitutes looking for your Rolex. Hey, the best Scream, is, though. Screaming at these two hookers that just stole all my money and tried to steal my Rolex. Tim hits me up, and he's like, uh, what's the address? So now I'm at the place, so I send him the address. And I'm like, you got to tell me all about uh, I was like, tell me about it, man. You have a good time? And he's like, I'll tell you about it. And he gets up, he's got this big smile on his face, and I was like, you fucked those two girls? He's like, they robbed me. <laughs> I'm back over here yelling, I told you so, motherfucker, safety sparrow, check in, player, check this is, in. This is making Mike even more nervous. He's like getting in his room now, locking the door. I told you I seen this unlocked up abroad. Art, watch your back. And here's the best part, too, though. Tim, verify this part. When, when prostitutes and, and, and any girl came back to the house, uh, the guys who work for us would take their IDs and log their information down. And they were like, don't yeah. worry. If somebody robs you, we know who she is. Yeah, until Mike puts ski masks on all of them and we don't know who any of them are. Yeah, hey, how are we going to keep these girls from robbing us? Put ski masks on them. I was trying to, I was, I, I, we were filming, you know, so we were going to fuck these hoes and film it. And some of them had problems. I guess they have I guess some of these fucking Colombian bitches' parents fucking watch my fucking secret Snapchat. I don't fucking know. Nah, if you talk to Heavy C, some of these girls have had fucking careers and farms lazy eyes. and shit. <laughs> lazy eyes and I cleft mean, lips. Had, that was my first time ever meeting Heavy C. Like, me and Robbie and Heavy C had the most fucking gay, magical, rolling balls moment while y'all all went to the club. It was amazing. And I was blown up by myself on the streets. Yeah, if you, yeah, you, you were, I was, was flabbergasted. I love the fact that you and Art... When you found out about Tusi, you were like a oh, new drug. <laughs> What's Tusi, Miguel? That was a, that was a fucking game. Art, Art, a Art, help explain to our when, audience what Tusi. Well, now nah, we was we was trying to get on the local. I asked dick. Miguel, but he's like, hold on, let me ask what drug expert. Ask a motherfucking a seasoned goddamn veteran. How fucking dare y'all try to fucking carry this story? You pieces of selfish <laughs> shit in your podcast and shit. Tell him about Tusi. Nah, Art. we was we was trying to get down like the locals. So like, uh, we figured uh, cocaine would be like the vibe out there in town, but but it wasn't. All the cocaine is for tr- for poor people, for and poor junkies. people and stupid Americans. Yeah. Exactly, fucking fat white pieces of shit. But nah, the locals and all the cool people are on this bright ass fluorescent Lisa Frank pink bullshit called Tusi, and I'm trying to figure neon out what pink. It, neon pink, neon pink, and it's and it's well put together. It's a great consistency, a nice <laughs> even. Uh, 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 it's, a, it's a great great product. For those who don't know, Art is a drug connoisseur. Connoisseur, absolutely. I like how he's talking about like a wine. He was like, it had a really heavy uh, bouquet, but the finish was dry. I was just blown away by the the, the <laughs> color That's part itself. Of the problem was that me and Art's first time doing drugs together was in Colombia. So. Dude, yeah, it was it was great. We were, we, we did we were just we, we were we were just trying to be like the locals, man. We did making memories. Did this pink shit, man, and I don't I didn't know what the fuck it was. I don't know a bunch of drugs, but. I I had friends that I'd never even see smoke a cigarette. Next thing you know, they're like shoving things up their ass Hell and fucking yeah. snorting shit. <laughs> they got neon green fucking unicorn dust under their, their nostrils. Well, we're, we're in Pablo Escobar's house uh, near his dresser, and Tim's like, "You so oh, you got you can't just say that." We went, to, we we got invited 
to go meet Roberto Escobar, Pablo Escobar's brother, Pablo. second in command of the fucking drug Which was Colombian great because cartel. when you talk to Roberto Escobar, he'll tell you all about how the police were after them, how they were, uh, where they, where they were persecuted, and then you'll ask a question like, didn't you guys blow up an airliner plane? And he's like, one time, one time, one time, you know? Oh, and his niece was fine as fuck oh so hot and then and then mike was you know mike's stupid he thinks they had a connection because she has pugs but me and her we had a connection me and her were feeling it hard like there was a couple times y'all weren't around but there was a couple times where she was like yo let's go fucking pablo's bed yeah obviously it wasn't around because i heard that you and tim did what secretly like on tim the got, side what the? Tim, tim and me we had to do we had to do a bump in Pablo Escobar's house. I uh, Damn. I'm not I haven't done. I was like I was like oh man I was like Tim I don't really do coke. He's like you wanna do now you Pablo? do you want to do it in Pablo Escobar's house? And I was like hell yeah we have to. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part was uh, you actually experienced a little cocaine yourself, Michael. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When, when Tim, uh, I never done no coke. You didn't do no coke, but Tim Valley did a line off your head while you were asleep. I when heard in this. When in Rome. I heard this. So you guys yeah. know that Michael will find a way to fall asleep wherever he is. I've been up for like a week. At you know. any moment. And so we're all driving in the van. We're about to go to the grocery store. Hey, this is the funny thing. Even in Medellin, I'm the one who does all the fucking grocery shopping. There's a van, two vans full of people. And it's like, I'm the one running in the store. But so we go to the store. Mike's passed out. We're loading up the van with all the shit. Mike's passed out. Tim puts a fucking line of cocaine. (laughs) Is there a video of this? I think so, yeah. Oh, I got to see this. Yeah. And Mike doesn't even wake up during it. Tim just goes on top of his So you did coke off my nose? Or my forehead? Yeah. Tim, you did coke off my forehead? You definitely heard the story before. You may have been sleeping. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely do not recall this. Yeah, and everybody. I'm not mad. I mean, I hope you just filmed. I it think even least. the cops were laughing. They were like, "Ah, this fucking fat gringo, he's asleep through everything." Did you see this? Yo, none of that I was is anywhere near as bad as what Orn Blaster Matt. Oh, what did he do at Pablo Escobar's house? What did Horn Blaster Matt? So Don Roberto Escobar's half blind. Never has anybody disrespected like literally one, most arguably one of the hardest gangsters in the world, like Matt from Blasters. He, he and posts, everyone thought it was funny, and I'm standing there like we're all gonna get killed. <laughs> yeah, we killed haven't left yet. Luckily, he, he was blind. Yeah, Thank God, he was blind. So Matt, po- Matt poses. Up. Matt poses for a picture. Yeah, Don Roberto is, is halfway, pretty much all the way blind from a bomb blowing up in his face uh, like 15, 20 years ago. And um, Matt from Warren Blaster poses with him, and no, I don't notice yet until I'm looking over. And I'm still not I clear. Tim, Tim's fucking walking off, freaking out like this is bull. We can't. Nobody else die. catches it. Matt yanks his balls out for this picture. <coughs> While he's shaking his hand. While he's shaking his hand. Just fucking brain coral uh, looking nuts uh, just out. A man who was worth once worth $10 million. No, no, which not I $10 million. Even... No, a $100 billion empire, they said. Yeah, no, I'm saying yeah. that's not there was a, there was a There was a price, there was a oh, bounty yeah. from the U.S. $10 government. $10 million to kill him, yeah. Which at that time, I don't know what it correlates to money at that's now. That's still like Bin Laden price, you know? Yeah. And here's Hornblasher's Matt uh, putting his ball sack out as he shook oh, his hand. Also, so we go to we go to Don Roberto's house. And we got pictures to prove it. We're at the we're at the table where Pablo Escobar ate his last meal before yes. he was on the run. Uh, this is Hot Pablo's dogs. table. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
and they're telling us, and, 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 and Mike's like, yo, go ahead, Tito, let's me go ahead. Take, they're like, go sit in this round this table. This is where the Medellin cartel would meet. This is a big it's deal. It's a table shit. that Pablo Escobar had his last supper at. Yeah, and I'm sit, I am I get to sit at the Pablo chair, and we're all sitting around, and Pablo's fine-ass niece is there telling us this story. Uh. And all of a sudden, this old guy who was one of fucking Don Roberto's hitmen back in the yeah, day. Yeah, he had the wrinkles to prove it. And he now looked, he's he looked just, like he's still riding around on a fucking moped This hills. dude walks in and sees it and freaks the fuck out and starts yelling at us in Spanish, letting us know how dare we disrespect Pablo Escobar's table. He hasn't known nothing about Matt's balls or the coke being done there yet. So he's he's thinking this is the worst thing that's happened today. Oh, he do all the race, the holy sacrament of this table. I would have been in the bathroom doing coke at that point. So they had a whole house that... Which, which was once is Pablo Escobar's house, and which is now where his brother still lives to this day. And uh, it was, was one of his safe tour. houses that was by the airport, so he could watch planes coming in. Yeah, so we did his whole yep. tour. We looked at his jet skis. He had a little safe room. He had like hidden safes Mike, in the Mike wall. Tried to buy all the memorabilia. Oh I, yeah, I definitely got uh, a good about five six hundred dollars in and random Pablo Escobar fucking fucking memorabilia. I did buy a piece of granite slate of his, prison. of his prison that's autographed and thumb printed. It's weird when you're getting an autograph from like Roberto Escobar and you're like, you're my favorite mass murderer. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so this I guy love, was. I love your work so much. It's you, and then it's the Night Stalker, and then I'm I'm a little partial to fucking uh cannibals too but you don roberto blowing those children up in that airplane hey, he, was a, he was a gentleman he fuck was them a kids man very nice very hospitable uh, signed a bunch of sh- i have a, if anyone wants to buy any fucking roberto escobar autograph memorabilia i do have several pieces what's funny is like a month after we left cameron went and did a video there and i was watching cam's video and i was like i don't know we should have been there oh we watched the nelk boys visit there recently i was like oh good idea really? guys yeah, oh yeah, we've done seen Ugh. all kinds of shit, and we're just like, oh, I mean, me and Miguel, we definitely, um, we're glad we did that, because we were hungover, and we almost didn't go to that, but I'm like, no. Well, the funniest Columbia. part we're about that was, remember guys, when Matt ordered all that Uber Eats? Oh, yeah. So he ordered all that Uber Eats, and the Uber driver, we're like, what the fuck's taking so long? So the Uber driver's texting Matt, and he's trying to text oh Matt God, in yeah. English, So because he, he, he knows Matt doesn't know much Spanish, so he's trying to text Matt in English. But it's not making sense. And so we're, we're getting ready to leave the house. We're all yeah. like loaded up in these sprinter vans. And so we're, leave. we're reading the text, and the text is all like, uh, you know, they tried to kill me. They stole my bike. And we're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Is he drunk? Is he texting his girlfriend or some shit? So we're like, hey, bro, where's the food? And he's like, those motherfuckers <laughs> tried to kill me. And we're like, bro, what the fuck does this have to do with all our we're empanadas? Like, you're about to get one star, yeah. buddy. So then we see him. As we're all loading in the vans, going to Don Roberto's, we see this guy. He's got walking. the like, he's got the like, uh, the little heater bag that you see yeah. like the pizza guy carry your pizza <laughs> and he's, boxes he's in. He's walking oh, up God, this dude. hill. Remember, we're on the top of a mountain. He's walking up this hill, bloodied as still fuck. Has our food, though. Yeah, still has our food. He gets up to no the no motorcycle. Yeah, no motorcycle, and he starts telling me, and I start telling Matt. He starts telling me that the cops pulled him over, and he didn't have his paperwork, so they beat the shit out of him and stole his motorcycle. It's the middle of the afternoon, by but the they way. let him keep the fucking Uber so he could deliver it. Keep that shitty pizza. And I'm thinking it's because we paid him off. <laughs> we're probably like, oh, these are the guys up in the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got because he got beat up at the bottom of the mountain, and I'm like, that's where our cops were. So they're 
Promote the food. Yeah. Hey, make sure you get those motherfuckers their food. But here's the part that's best, guys. He walks up to us. He's beat. We're translating all this. And we're like, oh, my God. And then Matt had also ordered like 20 bottles of soda. So all of us had a soda. So he's carrying all this shit, too. So he stops and he drops it off and he looks at us. And Matt's like, I... I, I gotta make sure it's all there. <laughs> no, no, he was actually bitching. Matt's like, this dude's like bloody. His bike stolen. Matt's like, hey, uh, some of these empanadas are cold, guy. <laughs> oh, and he was like, shit. actually, like disappointed. And and yeah, uh, fucking. That's they, how a fucking. Did he tip him good. And did then we offered, good tip? Yeah, and then we offered know. him Jesus a ride. Christ. We offered him a ride, but he was like, no, I'm gonna catch a ride with this other Uber driver who was like down on the bottom of the hill. And so they hopped in this motorcycle Nuts and to rode butts off. Down the Nuts hill. to butts together. We're like, imagine this though. Imagine not only do you got to give your homeboy a ride, but he's sweaty and bloody, and he's nut to butt on you on this scooter. And then oh, you know man, you're gonna they, pass they're they're those close. cops. Close. <laughs> those same cops are gonna be like, nah, homes. <laughs> They're going to laugh at him coming down on that bitch. He's losing faggots. Who is your favorite prostitute you fucked, Tim, in, in Colombia? Don't act like you don't and, follow uh, on IG. I think, I think we stuck with, the, with <laughs> me, and, me and my uh, roommate. Stuck with the, the same four the whole time, I think. Gross. Classy. Are you guys dating? Classy. Yeah. yeah. No, was, hey, relax. Little, little Rihanna. Oh, cool. Rihanna. Oh, I remember Rihanna. She Rihanna. hit me up on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had her massage my feet at first. And here, and here, here's full disclosure. That's fucking for rude the, as for fuck. the for the single lonely ladies that want to have sex with me and my girlfriend. Just for the record, I actually did not penetrate any prostitute's vagina. However, I did get a lot of blowjobs. So it's like at the end of the day, I was like, hey, I'm paying Mike for it. About it the whole time that he did not have sex with one. Yeah, at first yeah. I have size. I'm like, nowadays he brags about not having threesomes. It's just weird. A fucking drug party and then being like, we all have fun. Yeah, I was like, after the foot massages, I was definitely not impressed. I was like, all right, you might as well suck my dick. You're so I was like, Mike, I was like, Miguel, you, Miguel, bring, I'm come in say, here. Why don't you explain to everybody what I had to do the entire trip? All right, for for full um, backstory here, that's what we're doing here on this episode of this anniversary. Thanks. Thank you, Mike. We brought Miguel, our Spanish-speaking translator friend, and another guy named Ralphie, who also is actually from the country next door and, and speaks Venezuela. way better Spanish than me too, and brown and browner than you, and way browner. Yeah. Well, Rafi was kind of lazy as fuck and actually didn't do much translating at all because he actually he don't know shit, Mike. That's that's the trick. No, well, I'll translate, like, guys. She, they they said they're good. <laughs> Miguel, poor Miguel was pulled twenty nine different ways every night, every day. Like Miguel, 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 Miguel. And he was literally trying to negotiate raw dog blowjobs because, listen, <laughs> these prostitutes are clean. They're professional. Classy. They were fucking loving, with condoms. Tender. However, compassionate. if you wanted to pay a little extra, you could get a raw dog. You could do actually all kinds of things. And Art, didn't, didn't you, uh, well, didn't why you do dump a few? Why do you say my goddamn name like that? I what mean, um, you know, hey, my, my, my best friend. Yeah, yeah. Art, yeah, yes. I, Art yes. may have some children in Colombia. Oh, Heavy C has a whole trip. family in Colombia that he's supporting, and none <laughs> of them are related to him. Yeah, because here's the deal, and we'll bring this up. I had to negotiate raw dog blowjobs. I didn't ever once have to negotiate a raw dog blowjob for Heavy C. I did have to talk to him about wedding plans and where him and his girl were going to live together. So my boy, me and Art is like a long-time homie, Heavy C. 
he actually, like, I guess, found one of the girls that came with another girl that said she wasn't a prostitute. No, no this he, was her first time. He, or lucked, he lucked out and found a fucking a, a pure a pure fucking gem prostitute. Like so, a, just a like a prostitute, a, a native of the of the town her that first wasn't time, in the game. First time selling pussy. And she showed up, and she was, like, really nice and very polite. She had that thing they put on the gas pumps over her pussy to let you mm-hmm. know it hasn't been tampered with. That's right. <laughs> so, I guess, Heavy C fell in love, and all the prostitutes, they all hung out all night and had a good... There was prostitutes that didn't even take their clothes off. There was prostitutes that didn't even see their fucking titties. That's because a job. We weren't, That's we, a great we weren't, job. Like, even though we had hired them for adult entertainment purposes, um, we weren't, like forceful or we were actually the probably the nicest most like polite gentleman clients they've ever had i even told half the prostitutes they could go home and then they were scared to leave because they knew the pimp was gonna have that ass and then they had to like they had to like get his confirmation that i said it's okay to leave and i was like no no it's okay if you're not here to fuck then you know just go home it's cool whatever you know and they still got paid and um shit my bitches better have a notarized pimp slip yeah, it was uh, it kind of felt like kind of like oh wow, this is the evil side of all this. Like some of these bitches don't want to do this, and some of them are here. It wasn't evil because they're trying to pay their fucking like beautiful. I don't know, but our friend uh, Heavy C, he fell in love with a girl, and he not only stayed with her one night but two nights, but the whole time cuddled up, and he doesn't speak a lick of English. And Spanish. Miguel's not translating no, at this moment. He doesn't no speak Spanish. a lick of Spanish. She doesn't None. speak a lick of oh, English. Sorry. I have never translated a single conversation for them to, and yet he's coming telling us all these stories about her, about the well, things I, they've talked about. I know enough to conversate to fuck, so I could have helped him out with that. But no, nah, he was elaborate, imaginary. He would stories. come to Art and be elaborate. like, he would come to Art and be like, yeah, her family they own a banana farm <laughs> up north. Them. They grow <laughs> tobacco. The they grow tobacco. They grow marijuana. Yes, and bananas. Yeah. I was like, damn, they had one hell of some Pictionary in that room down there because they were drawing some shit out. Maybe diagrams. they both. Maybe they, it was like like the movie Nell, and it's like tie in the wind, and just like trans. Translating shit, and and I remember she actually had to get into one of the sprinter vans and catch a ride into town down the hill, down the mountain. And oh, and here's the best part: the, I'm leaving at a bus stop no, and this dramatic check this like, goodbye. Out, though, too, remember this though: she had to catch a, a trip down in the sprinter van to get to the bus stop. But when she was doing that, Heavy C comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, man, uh, she needs something, but I don't know what it is. Can you translate?" Oh, and I'm talking to her, and she's like, you know, telling me she needs to get a ride. She needs to go uh, to school today. I'm like, yeah, yeah. She was doing. She was in like because a lot of these people, uh, a, a lot. This is what's cool. What Colombia. These people. A lot what, of the people in Colombia, they they further their education. Like lots more people. Uh, interesting. Yeah, a lot of people go to secondary college and stuff. So she was telling me about that, and so were the Baidu guys, and we're all hanging out talking about that. And I'm like, oh, this is great. So Heavy C's like, what does she need? And at that moment, I'm thinking. Motherfucker, you were telling me about banana farms and shit yesterday. You can't fucking translate bus stop. He's just saying she she needs him to save her, bring her back to America, and start a family. And that's all. That's all. Christian and let me age. remind y'all, this is all right before COVID. Like we got back two days later, there's like shut down the whole country. Yeah. We literally, yeah. Tim Valley, I don't even know how you even got back to America because we left you in Colombia high on God knows what the sweat balls. Oh, Tim sent me a picture. The things that I got left. I had to take everybody's leftover drugs. Everyone's drugs. <laughs> Not my leftover drugs. I threw, my dr- I threw some of my drugs in the, in the yard. Uh, I had too many drugs. I had a pound of Tusi and about a quarter pound of weed. Bro. And I got in this little hotel room by myself for like two days. Party. Which is the same hotel you got robbed on your Rolex? <laughs> He's like this $4 hot ass. <laughs> Yo, I remember you sent me a thing. There's no AC in the hotel. 
Oh, yeah, you were sweating <laughs> balls. But when I left, when I was walking the streets <laughs> by myself, this little kid came up and he kept trying to sell me drugs. <laughs> I don't know if I should tell the story. Yeah, tell it. You Fuck it, tell it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so I killed the little to, kid. Well, before I leave, I'm about to go dump probably like U.S. worth about like $10,000 worth of cocaine, <laughs> fucking $1,000 worth of weed and a bunch of Tuesday down just in a dumpster. And I see this kid from the night before that was trying to sell me drugs. So I'm like, yo, come here. Here, boy. Oh. He comes over to me. And I hand him. Wow. What's $30,000 worth of drugs in the U.S.? And I'm like, don't get this stolen from you. That's a blessing. And then, like, a blessing. He, like, looks down the street. He like runs down the street, looks in the bag, and he turns around. And he's thank you, senor. <laughs> Walks oh, off into the wow. sunset. Just, next a, time you go there, there's a town named after you. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting so he's around. Like, a, that kid got fucking killed in the street. Facts. Or B, he's a fucking gangster now. He's sitting around the town telling the story. There's like a statue of Gringo fucking Tim. <laughs> It's a ball-headed tattoo dude named Tim. Yeah, they made your dick huge, though, because you helped him out. <laughs> but it's uncircumcised. It's just like, it looks like it's fucking wearing a thimble on it. <laughs> so when we first got there. I'm circumcised, for the record. We, um, <laughs> That's the part you want to clear up. I've seen you just it. Gave you a help kid, your dick on him. He just gave a kid $10,000 worth of drugs. He's like nine years old. That's all allegedly. Yeah, but the but the most important part is, ladies, I, I'm circumcised. Now, hold on, hold on. <laughs> So when we first got there, which all of us except Matt Hornblasters were virgin of Columbia. So we didn't have like a direct plug. So we had met someone through some other shady dude. And they were like, we got this this pimp that's like going to put it all together, blah, 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 blah. And they were asking, so, okay, how many, how many ladies do you want to have company for? And we're like, 20. There's 20 dudes. We'll take 20 girls. And I heard the prices were low. So we, we did this whole thing. We we literally lined them up, okay, in the fucking non-AC, open-air fucking foyer next to this pool oh, table. And it was like, you know, you've seen those reality shows where they're, like the girls arrive to the bachelorette mansion and there's roses and shit. I got Miguel translating, and Miguel, tell him, tell him like the, the whole like intro like speech. Mike, Mike wanted it like a game show, letting letting him know that welcome that these guys have been brought here. Uh, they're all Mike's friends, and some of them are members to his website, and they're here for an experience. And that you girls are here to entertain, and anyone can do whatever they or any girl can choose to do whatever she wants or whatever she doesn't want. However, it's just a Mike Music production where he's like, however, we will be filming. We do need your consent. To fill, and this is like blowing. Here's a trash bag full of ski masks that we got from Amazon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and some of them did have some of their own, and uh, that's where things got confrontational. And then, we, and then we have like a buffet set up for the girls. Uh, oh, th- these girls! Production, like production was like yeah. Production for us was on point, man. There's photos in my phone of prostitutes surrounding a pool table eating Hooters wings and act on, as if it's the Holy Grail. Hey, they, they were hungry. Yeah. They, they were, were very... Free. We didn't have to pay them after we Yeah, them. relax. Yeah, yeah, it was a party now. Yeah, the locals say if you're there, you know, they might get you on the first one, but if you're just nice to them and feed them and be cool... Basically, it's just like if you're, just, you're throwing a party and, and, and these girls are down to party, they're going to come hang out and party. So I'm like walking around talking to girls like, hey, you know, I know we paid for y'all services, but you don't have to fuck. I'm like being Mr. PC in Columbia. Because we're treating this more like, honest to God, we're treating this more like it's strippers. Like, come here, entertain, and hang out. Meanwhile, like- we're passing out ski masks, and there's hidden cameras everywhere. 
We're like organizing this whole production. I'm like over here. There's members that can't get their dick hard. I'm like, oh come on, Dan, get your dick hard. He's like, I can't do it. I did too much toosy. And Facts. then fucking hot rods run around. We get the member and Miguel are fighting because Miguel's like, you're not going to fuck these whores? Well, you need to get the fuck out of here. It's like he a comes, late night. He He's comes, kicking he this dude exactly out of the street of Columbia. The dude, the dude is supposed to be there. We're supposed to give him this wild Columbia experience. So I'm like, just hang out with the girls or just go he in the hot tub. my bedroom. Yeah, he flooded your bedroom. Tub. But he's literally, he's literally just hanging out with one girl in a corner and they're like on a date. And I'm like, bro. Like all quiet, I'm like, chilling. I'm, Pull like, that I don't dick care. out. Yeah, I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you fuck anyone. Just be, I need the brochure to look good. I need Pull you hanging out with 10 girls, high-fiving the boys, pounding a beer. And he's like, I just want to hang out with her and talk. And I'm like, motherfucker, this is not that kind of vacation. <laughs> Me- meanwhile, fucking uh, Security Joe has already fucked like 12 girls. Freaking out because he's in the last in, hour. And then, and then made him clean afterwards. <laughs> yeah, he's like, come over here, whores. Mopped up this floor. Like, and they're they, like, like they were in trouble. Like they did something wrong. And they're like, we don't mop. We're fucking prostitutes. Oops. And then Joe gets me and he's like, they won't mop up the floors. And I'm like, they could. Yeah, because they're prostitutes. <laughs> like, they're not. Hey, but the best part is the member kid. I forget his name. Uh, Dwayne or some shit like that. I don't know. That fucking guy. Yeah. Oh, man, I, me and him had, I, I had almost had a problem. Well, let's just say the lot. member didn't get along with some of the homies. And, cause, and I don't think it was my homie's fault. I will defend my homies. He came off. He was very nice to me the entire time. However, he did have a few little uh, well, confrontations well, with some of the, the guys. The night he won't he won't party, and I'm like, bro, you're supposed to be the member who won the contest. You know, I need you fucking hanging out. You don't have to fuck anyone. All you got to do is just be in the mix, partying, dancing, or whatever. And he's like, well, Miguel, I just, I'm not gonna do that. I don't know what to tell you. And I was like, I know what to tell you. Pack your fucking shit and get oh, out of here. We're on the top. You did. Yeah, we're on top of a mountain. Gangster as fuck. We're on top of a mountain, and he's like. And he's not, I mean, he's like, well, if I go, where am I going to go? I, was like, I don't give a fuck. Our flight isn't for two days. And I'm like, walk your ass down this Miguel's fucking mountain throwing with your this bags. guy out into the street of Columbia. And, 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 Joe, and, and Joe's just standing there with me the whole time. And Dig out. when the guy goes away, Joe's Yo, like. we fuck him, Miguel? we fuck him? Yeah, I was but like. still hard. I was like, what do you think? You think I went overboard? He was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You went overboard. <laughs> I was like, all right. I, I, it was one of the times that I had to be Miguel to Mike Busey. I had to be like, Miguel, let's, come on. Just he was packing his shit up though. Yeah, when Mike was. came to talk to him, he was packing his shit up, I taking his was, goddamn time because he knew he was about to walk down a mountain in Medellin. I remember being barefooted, I drunk as fuck. Oh yeah, and there was also hey, there was also watch for fucking jaguar signs everywhere where we were. <laughs> we were way up in the mountains, like we were on the most beautiful property that probably even exists in Colombia, overseeing the city. It was a good 10, 15 minute, like, you know, sprinter ride, which let's talk about the times the sprinter van. There was so many of us. <laughs> so many fat guys in it. We'd we have to get, get out. out for it to go down the mountain so it wouldn't it was, scrape. It was bo- dragging the bottom of the roads and shit. We're like, all right, everyone get the fuck out. We went to this mall and everyone in this mall literally stared us up and down as if we were fucking extraterrestrials. And people took pictures with us not knowing who we were or what we were. Kids, Just, women, yeah. even the they had, there was the mall we were in had dogs and walking around. And the dogs were looking at us weird. They're like, fuck who the dog is that? Yeah, it fuck was, them goddamn dogs. Hey, me and Joe, dogs. I'll tell you this much. I give I, I always say this, man. And, and Joe, if you're listening, Remember this. Me and Joe had so many fun side adventures on this trip because we would always go to some little place to eat or we'd always go hang out. But uh, in the mall, I remember me and him were walking around. People are, like, remember me and Joe are the shortest guys probably here too. We're, we're, we're the five seven guys and all these other guys are like six two. So everybody's big. Uh, we, we, we talked to people. They thought we were wrestlers. Yeah. That's they what thought, I would, that's yeah, what they I thought we were all wrestlers. Absolutely. 
the great shape you guys bo- are both in? <laughs> <laughs> These are American professional athletes. <laughs> Look at that beard. We went to the, we went uh, we uh, after we ate some fine d- dining fucking hamburger place. Yeah, we we got we convinced ice Mike cream. to get uh, yeah we got ice cream and then I remember one of the ladies going to the back and all of a sudden like ten ladies are peeking around the corner like look there they are. The fat people from America. Yeah, because here's the, the deal. People. In Medellin, I saw three fat people, and two of them were tourists. You know? Yeah, facts. Other than that, yeah. Like, nobody's fat in Medellin. Also this, and we learned this, nobody goes out looking scrubby. I don't give a they fuck what your don't. job or you what your profession. You should have seen the text message, Miguel. I was trying to text some of my friends. Like, hey, listen, I, did a lot, I watched a lot of YouTube videos, and there's a couple things you need to know. If you wear shorts, you're going to get raped. Yeah, I was like, listen, they don't be dressing like bums. They don't wear shorts. They like, it's it's fine to the nines when you step out. When you step out, it's like, this is like a respect of who you are or yeah. some shit. There was no s- bumming it. Unless you came with Mike Beasy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that town, that town of Medellin is probably still like just trying to figure and it out. And one day, the fattest gringos you ever saw. Oh, dude, remember when them. <laughs> 22 fat fucking Americans came. There's like, a guy on a donkey uh, up on a hill somewhere telling a story to a bunch of some other tourists that show up. Like, let me tell you the legend of Mike Busey. But first, let me tell you about Santo Tim Valley, the saint of this region. When he gave little Javier $16,000 of cocaine, that nine-year-old boy's life changed forever. That's a blessing, man. Blessing. Yeah, and you know what's the funny thing too? Medellin, or all of Colombia, is a mix of like Wakanda technology and then old school shit. Like there's some things that you're like, this is the most highly advanced thing I've ever seen in my life. And then there's other times where like he's cutting down the tree with a rope and a donkey. And selling you know? these sandwich bags. They're yeah. selling me bags inside of bags. I was pissed. Yeah. There was these liquor stores. They're like open air, like, you know, like little fucking shops and I saw what I thought was like grape soda <laughs> until I bought like two liters of it. Whoops. And everything was in really large quantity and it tasted nothing like what I wanted. Rowdy Rob bought like some fake Rolex. They were literally, there was a guy dressed up like Barack Obama, some mime dude who was following us all around downtown trying to like hustle and shit. I and bought a get baby. Angry. You bought a baby? I, did, I bought one 40 bucks. Nice. What about you, Miguel? What else were you getting hustled down there? I had no time. I was negotiating blowjobs. I had no time to get hustled. That's a full-time job. Yeah, it is, man, really. Like, the hours I clocked in on, on raw dogs for everybody. Well, because that's uh, the thing. If you're getting your dick stuck with a rubber. Yeah, okay. you do your own talking. And if you're trying to go with that, you got to translate. So there was a girl that we all called the captain because I brought a fucking pink captain's hat that Parks Bonifay wore the whole time. And then it somehow got on what we called now the captain's head. And she was like the lady pimp. She was definitely. She was the madam of, of it. Yeah. yeah, she was the madam. She was one of the hotter shift manager. Shift and, manager. Uh, she definitely gave a great blowjob. And uh, some she, of my friends were highly recommending her and the girl that looked like Rihanna. And there was some there was some fan favorites in the crowd. Uh, Tim, do you have any favorite uh, prostitutes that you would recommend to any uh, tourist traveling down there? Yeah, we went over that. Rihanna was fucking a one. Yeah, there was a girl looking like Rihanna. I think Miguel has her Instagram. I know she's hit me up before. She's hit me up. I was a little. Bi- <laughs> she she, she yeah. did not. Oh, hit me Miguel's up. like, ah, oh, she's coming in tonight. Yeah. She did not hit me up. She, she didn't, didn't hit you up. No, she, she did not. Miguel, uh, are, do you think you have any children in well, Colombia? Well, I, I followed a few of the girls that I, I had serious relationships with while I was there. The and la- the, well, the last the last night I was there, uh, I just I my, my main objective was to ejaculate finally. 
the drugs were holding me back. <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, you know what? I picked the last girl to get uh, picked it up in the prostitute draft. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna give you forty dollars extra, and I'm gonna try to give you a baby. And what happened? And I, she, she, she didn't understand what I was saying. But <laughs> when I tried to put the baby inside of her, she tried pulling the baby out of her. And then she jumped in the jacuzzi and tried washing the baby out of her. <laughs> and then she, then she, she had like my, fucking God. kitchen utensils, like and, scraping her walls out. And gave me really dirty looks the rest of the night. Oh, she wasn't. But I told that. that's what I was telling her. I bitch, I'm giving you forty dollars to give you a baby. She knew that. Yeah, I think she owes you forty dollars. Or or a one year old. <laughs> Has it been that long? Our kids, our my Colombian gave, kids, my, would, would, my four months old would be right like four now. months Nine. old. Yeah. Oh wow. So if if you did get someone pregnant, you have a four. I know. Old I got child. Pic- I got pictures of her just in case. But in Colombia, four months is like six years. I want child support. Oh, you are all oh, right. Is that not the best ecstasy you ever did in your life. The best, Tim. Yes. Thank you for that transition that, into the drugs again. They fucking showed up. The guys we were asking for like Molly and shit. The guys Art like was clean out. until we went to Colombia. Like, we have. It was a pink Lamborghini. Oh, all, all the drugs were. The, all the yeah, drugs were bright pink. That's yeah, sketchy as fuck. And they show up with these bright pink ecstasy pills, and they get and they bring they bring us five or six of them. So me, Robbie, Art, and Heavy C all took one, and then. We waited like 45 minutes and didn't feel nothing. And then all y'all decided to go downtown. And Art was like, fuck it, I'm going downtown with we'll everybody. See, me and Robbie and Heavy C were like, nah, fuck that. We're going to stay here. I and fake, I fake we ate mine. Like 45 when- minutes and Robbie's playing this music and he's kind of dancing around the house. And there, and Heavy C's got his head in between his legs. And he's fucking just like rubbing his head back and forth. And I look at Robbie and I'm like, I don't feel anything. And Robbie's like, it's coming. And I was like, I think I'm Maybe that's why everyone was a little off sometimes. Like, don't do it. And I'm like, I'm going to. Oh, no, they were. As soon as I ate it, I looked at Robbie, and Robbie's like, it hit you, didn't it? And it fucking hit me like a goddamn brick train. And me and Robbie were, me and Robbie and Heavy C were dancing around the house like three little high Was Robbie doing drugs, too? Having a sleepover. Relax. You're staffing. One in Rome. One in Rome. Wow. Jesus Christ. Was I the only one who didn't do drugs in Colombia? No, you dr- got drugged, remember? Well, that was yeah, whoops! Yes. Oh, relapse. Technically, that was America. Relapse. Oh, well, you were still in. Yeah, you, you landed. You were probably still high on your dope, dope feet. One hundred percent still high. Fucking drug addict. Yeah, Jesus man. I slept like a baby. This whole <laughs> that Mexican Xanax was great. Yeah, see, man, drugs aren't as bad as you've been making them this whole uh, time. Chill the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> man, I, I have my own vices, Miguel. Okay, well, I got problems. I don't. I don't need no more problems in my life. Hot dogs. That whole two-hour flight he took a nap on. Yeah, it was great. Energy I watched the sun come up every single night I on the top. Too. Every morning I watched it. was like the seventh oh, story that, of this that fucking night mansion. Over there and me and Mike, and it was me, Mike, Robbie, and Miguel or something. Or yeah. Sitting in the hot tub. Yeah. Oh, man, oh it, I have some of the gayest, disgusting oh, photos. <laughs> it's just a bunch of fat dudes, butt ass naked, covered in. Oh, no, that's, we were all, that was the night we were all rolling. So it was just all of us rolling in the hot tub with Mike, not totally sober, watching the sun come up. Yeah, and, 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 and I remember the, the breeze because we were so high up. It was blowing, and then I guess it was some type of soap sud. So it was a bunch of fat, <laughs> naked dudes covered in bubbles in this giant hot tub that's like the size of like a. I would say it was, was probably huge 20, 20 by 10, yeah. 20 feet wide, 10 feet deep, and it was shallow, and it was just me, a bunch of my bros, butt-ass naked oh, in the yeah. hills of Columbia with a bunch of prostitutes wearing fucking ski masks, sucking the shit out of our dicks, and you can all see it on MikeVC.com. I think my favorite part was the bus would come every morning at like 10 to pick up all the girls, 
And I would I would stay up until they left to make sure it was fine. And I felt like I was sending them off to school. I felt and like a father. All, I yeah, was cooking eggs for these bitches. Break. Well, I would see them all at the door, and they would all give me a hug, and, and, and they'd be like, "Hey, thank you so much, Miguel." I'm like, "Bye, girls. Everybody be safe." Or I'd be knocking you. on dudes' rooms like, "Hey, guys." She's got to go. She's got to go. <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, fucking Shakita needs to leave. Yeah. Her, the bus is here. The whore, the hoe bus is fucking out in the driveway. They'd be like, boys, you cannot have these girls staying the night. Come on, ladies. You know the rules. It was we crazy because uh, our, our, uh, our fucking local security, about 5 a.m., they went home. And I'm like, <laughs> so we're, I guess we're on our own now. We're going to start sharpening some of these butter knives and start fighting off the cartels if they show up. How about this, too? How about, like, night three, girls we didn't even invite over are showing up with oh other girls? Oh, my God. Yes, they were. They're, like, coming back, and we're like, did we call you guys? They're like, no, we just wanted to party. They were showing up un- uninvited. We had already ejaculated and had our fun. And then we're like, okay, that one wanted too much. Like, we, everyone, it was like, they didn't speak English. We didn't speak Spanish, except Miguel. Silly prostitute. And, and you could see the girls whispering. Let me let me tell you a little t- a traveler's tip. Oh, if you don't speak the native tongue and you see them whispering and looking back at you back and forth, they're probably trying to like work some game. And these girls, we, we would say, "Yo, how much was this one? How much is that one?" I'm like, Miguel, I just want a foot massage. All right, I let them suck my dick. All right, it's cool. What a and I, I, I brought all this extra shit. I brought Abdul the puppet's head because I couldn't oh fit his whole body in my suitcase. God. I brought a Bluetooth. I, I brought a bump box. You brought a pup. You brought a, a puppet. Yeah, I literally brought like as I brought go. We had a whole like cargo case full of camera equipment. Yeah, we had a check bag that was all GoPros and camera equipment and audio. And it was all hiding. We had to hide shit because, according, this is where things first started getting hairy. When these prostitutes showed up. And some of these girls showed up, and Miguel had to talk to the pimp that we don't know still to this day if he was in Miami or if he was in Columbia. Miguel or, knows. But uh, someone we didn't really know had organized the pimp That situation. redhead homeboy of yours, Tim, that you really didn't really know, but you met him at a porn conference or yeah, something. Yeah, your globetrotting friend. All right, man. Always back to that guy. Like <laughs> Slut. Good dude. All right. Well, we don't know what the fuck happened, but these these uh, these these whores showed up, and well, my, next hey, Mike, thing you know, can, can you be a little more polite to the ladies. Please? These these working girls showed up. Or how about the most respectful fucking relationship I've ever had in my entire goddamn life? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my girlfriend. So they showed up, and um, well, they weren't. Some of them were like, "No, you're not filming. No film. No film. No film. No camera. No camera." And I'm like. We just flew fucking a long way from America with these ski masks. We're like getting this on head. camera. The members need to see this. Yeah, it's a terrible yeah. all, all, all those two hours. It's like going to drunk, Tampa bro. and being in traffic. I was drugged. I don't know where I was. I was drugged. I don't know where I was. But uh, yeah, so we had some problems. And then that's when the, the heat started with the Colombian fucking pimp. He's, I guess he made a death threat to one of the other guys. And then we're like, fuck you. And then here we are. We're just wiring, cash apping random accounts, thousands of dollars. This guy's like, no one normally goes there and orders like 20 girls. And I was just trying to make sure the members and everyone had a good time. You know, I had already spent this much and had this much uh, stuff planned. We just wanted to, we wanted to really hammer it home and have this whole gangbang scene where the members are all lined up. And that's what we did. We brought the members in. We laid them down, and I remember we organized this. I don't know why, but I organized this in my bedroom, and I literally was stealing mattresses <laughs> from every too. room, and it looked like some fucking like, uh, looked like swingers hotel. Yeah. And then Jeff was laying there. 
And then Jeff, I remember just laying there, just like you could hear Louis Armstrong in his head, like I think to myself, I wish I would have brought body wash. What a wonderful mom. Mom said they don't have body wash. Well, that guy, the, the Mike guy, was like trying to be the go-between for us during this whole and thing. And you got gangster as fuck. Miguel, yeah. tell us about that. Hell yeah, you did. Rolling his ass off the whole time. Mike's yelling at him to try to get him to yeah, because he, he, co- he while he's rolling his ass well, off. Well, he's rolling his ass off, and he's supposed to have organized this to have all these girls come over and I've party. wired like $4,000 to some cash app I don't even know. And then... Uh, the girls are showing up and they're like telling us, "Hey man, we don't even know what's going on." You know, they did to and like you know, no these girls said, aren't lying to us. They're telling us the truth. They don't know what the fuck's going none on. None about no goddamn ski mask. None yeah. about no fucking weird fucking porno shot. So, none about uh, no weird Jeff. And we told them, we wash. told them, hey, they gotta be cool being on camera. They can wear a ski mask. We'll bring some extras from America. We're filming this shit, you know, the blah, blah, blah. And this, this Mike dude, he's rolling his ass off, and he, we just met him. He's this redhead dude. He has sex and with men also at the same time. Uh, same time. He's, he's, I'm talking to him. I'm like, yo, you set this up with, with Mike. We talked to you yesterday. You said you set this no, up. No, tell him how you and set so, it up. No, this is the first part. This is the first part. Fuck, I watched it. This is the first part. I'm like, you set this up, so you need to fix this. And no, he's no, like, stop. Let me, you get just Mike, one second. Yeah. Mike I've gave never, up. I've never been so proud of you in my entire life. I literally was like. Well, I pulled him out of the jacuzzi. That was the meanest I ever seen Miguel. I pulled him out of the jacuzzi. I pulled him out of the jacuzzi. He was in the jacuzzi. I come back. I tell him he needs to fix this. I'm all cool about it. I'm like, you need to fix this. Yeah, he was in the indoor (laughs) jacuzzi with like four girls. And I'm like, have you fixed it? And he's like, listen, I talked to him, but I don't think there's anything we're going to do. I was like, and I go, so you're in the fucking jacuzzi now with the girls? And he's like, listen. And I just grab him and I pull him out of the fucking jacuzzi. And I'm like, and I grabbed him out of the jacuzzi. He's all wet and naked and covered in soap. And I was like, you're not going to be in no goddamn jacuzzi. You're going to fix this shit. The guy's over here fucking pouring cocaine in his hands, slapping people in the face. I told him. Get out of that fucking hot tub. And he's find my horse. I want him now. He's like, how do you think I'm going to fix this? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I go, let me tell you how it works. I was like, I was like. I was like, you got. I, I was like, you got ten minutes I was blown to fix away. this shit. I go, blown away. or I'm gonna send you down this fucking mountain, butt naked, and whatever fucking happens to you happens. And he's like, listen, Miguel. He's like, this is what's going on. He explains everything this to me. I stand me there. Death yeah, he's like, he's sending me death threats. He's trying to kill me. I go, okay, nine minutes, motherfucker. And fucking <laughs> granted, we're in Colombia. Okay, we're not. This isn't like, well, we're in Georgia or like New York. Yeah, like, we're in Medellin, Colombia. Okay. We are basically clapping back at this fucking pimp who basically did the okie doke on us. He he sold us some some entertainment that wasn't consenting to what Y'all we had up, agreed to you do. You pay up front. You never pay up front. You, you I, pay after you ejaculate. Oldest oh, trick in hey, prostitute book. What one of the things we're like learned. too is. We're up there on the balcony talking to him, and I'm like, motherfucker, I'm like, you you don't even know. I was like, You're, you fucked this up. And he's like, listen, he goes, you don't understand, Miguel. He was like, he's like, if I fuck this up in a couple days, I'm going to be dead. Do you understand that? And I go, I go, I, and he goes, they're going to find me on the street. I'm like, they're not going to find you on the street. I'm like, they're going to find you in the hospital because I'm going to have Joe throw you over this fucking ledge. And he's Joe's like. Joe's pacing around looking for the kill. Jo- and jo- Joe hasn't fucked in an hour, and he's freaking out and so i'm telling this guy i'm gonna throw he goes miguel he goes are you serious and i was like 
off the Look at his fucking dick. ledge. And he's looking at Joe, and Joe's just huffing and puffing, and he's like, I can't win. Meanwhile, I'm looking for the fucking uh, tech support for Cash App. Like, yeah, I'd like to report a fraudulent <laughs> transaction that happened in Medellin, Colombia. I think this fucking prostitute's pimps took my money. Hey, he got on the phone and fucking squared something away, though, as quick as he could, man. You tell a motherfucker in Colombia you're going to throw him off a balcony butt naked and make him walk down a mountain and then they're going to die in two days, they will figure out a way. They become resourceful as fuck. Yeah, it was uh, it was some tense times, I'll tell you that much. And uh, It was good times. I, I literally, I, I'll tell you all, I had the most realist conversations in this four-year room sitting around this whole little square area, all these little couches, with a bunch of girls who did not speak English. And I was like, do you know Post Malone? <laughs> he would drag me in the room. Miguel, I need you to translate this. Ask them if they know who Machine Gun Kelly is. <laughs> I'm like, he's been to, he comes to my house. I'm like, showing, I'm doing slideshows. And I'm like, listen, I'm not like these other sucker ass dudes paying for pussy. As most of you know, I didn't put my penis inside of your vagina. I think the first night I hold, held out, I didn't even catch a blowjob until like night two. And I just I like, like I, I just this. liked uh, having to in in Spanish translate. I'm getting goosebumps, and I started from nothing. I, I told, lived in a walk-in I had closet. Miguel translate. <laughs> I had a fucking Rudy, Rudy fucking uh, team meeting, like inspirational meeting. I was like, "Listen, guys, ladies, prostitutes of Colombia, I come from nothing. <laughs> yeah, I come from the humble streets of America." They're like, "Fuck you." You think you came from nothing? I grew I was, up in Medellin in the 90s, motherfucker. I was like, ladies, all these gringos you see, I bring here to for you to pleasure. But I want you to know, I am not ashamed of your, of your decision. You should be proud. Your family should be proud. Because you want a better life for yourself. Ha- and half and that of these is girls the American like, dream. Yeah, and you talk to half of these girls, they're like, what do you do? She's like, oh, I'm a nurse practitioner. I'm doing great. Yeah, you know, and we're like, we're just like, like their night job. Yeah, they're just fucking making some extra dough. Wait, yeah. so yeah, uh, fucking, and I'm over here telling these fucking prostitutes like, hey, um, we just want you to know that we're cool and we actually don't pay for sex. At least I don't. And but, however, this is for entertainment purposes, and we wanted to uh, render your services to some of my lonely friends and have a good time. And we thank you. And even though I didn't see all your titties. You are dismissed, and you are welcome to take some eggs that I've cooked in the back of the kitchen and some chicken wings to go, and we will tell the pimp that we believe that fucked us, we will tell him that you are free to go, and some of them still did not want they to leave. They just wanted to party. And they wanted like to stay up all night. Bread. There, was, there was bread left. Oh, yeah. There was a lot. Of, there was, we, I literally, oh, my God, I feel such like a cheapskate. I was like, was yo, drugs, left. White drugs eggs, liquor. We left like 20 bottles of liquor in that fucking country. And maybe one day we'll come back to get the rest. Well, you know what's coming up right now, right? Is it time to say goodbye? It's time to say goodbye. Tim, thank you so much for joining us on this trip. Tim, are you still in Columbia right now? I mean, uh, or did you make it home? Tim's probably down the no, street in Tampa, not visiting June, us. Though, if you guys want to meet up. Yeah, June, you know I'm in. Oh, yeah. Art, Art, yeah, I said, you know I'm in, freaking June. Art's got to go visit his kid. My son's birthday party is coming up soon. I'd like to be a part of it. Hey, are we going to go stay at the young drug lord's house that you sponsored? Because now he's the biggest baller in town. No shit, I need to go find that kid. Stepdad. (laughs) Yeah, you got some clout there. You probably got a statue, definitely. Press that little pussy-ass Columbia. Get that money. All right, guys. We got to go see Pablo's fucking niece. Uh, We got to go check on the Uber driver. 
We we just we got to make sure the the flood didn't ruin the fucking the the the, the mansion we stayed in. We got to see if there's any groceries there still we left behind. Make sure some body wash. That we got to see used. if Heavy C's girl ever did it again a second day, or if she decided after that first day of of being a street walker that was it. That was it. I tell you one her. thing. I gave my all my friends a little speech, but I told them, hey, when we go back into America, don't you play. Because you are not with me. I will fucking lie. I would say, no, I do not know this guy. I was not nervous for myself. But I was nervous for all those who had to return and go through TSA. Because as soon as we go in, there's this little there's a little fucking interview room. And you look in the window, you can see the guy's face. And he is stressing the fuck out. I told everybody, I said, gentlemen, I oh. put drugs in one of your bags. <laughs> Toss them now, motherfuckers. Toss them now. I was I was I was legitimately like excited to be back in America, but then I was scared to to know what little did I know that I was going to be extorted I, a month later. I wanted to stay weeks and weeks and weeks. Like Colombian pimp wanted ten grand from me. He basically pretended to be these girls. They were talking to us on WhatsApp and talked to us in detail. Would FaceTime me, but one time Miguel was here one late night and I was in the pool, and I say, Miguel, Miguel, it's the prostitutes from Colombia. Like, we were like pen pals talking all the time. We were. Friends. We're friends. And I wasn't the only one because I talked to some of the members. They were like, oh, yeah, how's she doing? Oh, yeah, I talked to her yesterday. So I found out for over a month I was talking to these girls like, hey, you want to come live here? You know, come make some content. You know, come clean my house and shit. I was like, no no fucking sex trafficking. You won't be paid. You won't be paid to do anything crazy. We're going to, like, you know, give you a little salary. You can... Could hang out, be sexy, have fun. Maybe we fall in love. Maybe you clean my house. Maybe we all, you know, I don't know. Whatever, it's up to you. But I found out one day when Miguel came over. I said, Miguel, it's them, and we and I had them on WhatsApp, FaceTime, whatever. And Miguel started speaking Spanish to them, and all of a sudden they hung up, and then all of a sudden they texted me back right away, and I was like, Wait a minute, what the fuck? And it dawned on me right in that moment. I was like, This whole time they weren't even Spanish. They weren't talking to me. Oh. That someone else is talking to me. I said, who is this? And like, oh. And then they're talking in English back to me. I'm like, how are they not talking in English to me on the FaceTime video, but then they're texting in English? Genius. So Heavy I called them out. It to you. Heavy Seal explain it. Yeah, so I said, hey. Um, so how it's is like, it? It's like how the Wookiee in Star Wars talks, and but everybody talks to him in English. It works. Okay, that's how you get hustled. You don't see it coming, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. Let me put this together. So you don't speak English on video, but the moment we hang up, you're talking very, very fluently and fast, and 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 it's and broke English. So you can't copy and paste into fucking Google Translate and then give me a broke ass English fucking. I'd like you. I want to see you, because that's not how you copy and paste that shit and 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 fucking Google Translate. So I just said, hey, who is this? And it's like, oh, that's just my my translator, our manager. I was like, oh, you mean you're a pimp? And then all of a sudden, now when you're in America, pimp's a dirty word. When you're in Colombia, it's like, hey, you're pimp. I'll just deal with him. It's easier. And now you're like prostitutes and you're pimps. Get away from me. I'm already salty for the thousands of dollars I've wired to this guy. Phil bamboozled. Definitely sent some B-Squad bitches. Never saw their titties. They weren't all down to get fucked on camera, even though we brought an abundance of ski masks. And then I mean, Miguel's like a gentleman. Duh. He's making death threats. He's like, we're already like kind of worrying. Like, okay, should we just get the fuck? Like, what do you do when you wire a Colombian pimp fucking cash app money at four in the morning? You just got to like take the L and keep it moving. On the next episode, so I feel <laughs> hustled. 
The next thing you know, this guy is basically catfishing me with these scallywags that's talking to him. And then, then they hand the phone. Little do I know I'm about to unravel a fucking entire fucking hustle, a ring, that it's not about the sex. It's about what they try to do afterwards. And this Colombian pimp that I was some average-ass motherfucking wife, kids, fucking businessman that had had shame, had dignity or something to hide, not knowing that I was promoting, that I was giving away a fucking trip to Colombia to fuck his prostitutes. But uh, he tried big, to. He tried basically asked me for ten grand, and he wanted me to promote his fucking Instagram. That was the best part, you know, the best part of the negotiation. Promote his Instagram, and he sends me. He sends me these very like dark, evil, like I'm going to kill you, your whole family. And he starts showing me like some very expensive watches. Like you are not shit. I kill you, fucking scum, fucker. He's Arabic now. I don't know what he. I still to this day don't know everything, but he 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 fucked up and he sent me a photo. I think on accident. It was like twenty iPhones lined up, and the screensavers were all numbers. It was like one, two, three, and so on and so on. This motherfucker was running an entire racketing like racketeering ring, where he had these prostitutes show up, and these goddamn bitches acted like they liked us. And we're trying to hustle. Are you trying to tell me they had prostitutes pretending to fucking like us first? Yes, Michael, sir. Michael, first of wow. all. Wow. Yes, sir. Surely, Groundbreaking. Surely you jest. But, Mike, <laughs> so we have covered this before. On- yeah, but we're, it's all together here. We might as well button it up. No, home, you're not going to button anything up. You're about no, to get another fucking 20 minutes. You're a fucking no, we're international in. fucking super yeah. sleuth. So the moral story is. Thank God for Mike Busey and his international crime solving <laughs> skills. Yeah. yeah. Because we, we split time. I had Midget Mac. I had Hot Rod investigating. We're reverse Gee, engineering oh my shit. fucking God. No, that, like, I got that friends was your the crime government. Team? Team? That was your team? Oh, like, listen. It got, got me so pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was so pissed off. I was like, oh, you motherfucking fuck with the wrong America. I got yeah. you now. And he's, like, literally demanding I send him money, 10 grand, and to tag and post to follow his prostitute Instagram. And I was – I never – Wanted to kill someone so bad, and you know sometimes murders murders not right. But you gave him a shout out anyways. You're like fuck. No, it, I definitely did. However, murder is okay if it's international because like so, you know it doesn't facts. you know it's fucking. I'm like hey, I'm, and I heard or may have not have heard that he is no longer alive. So fuck you. Don't fuck with America, you son of a bitch. Well, hey, well, hey, be careful. You know pimps have the internet too. And by the way, I stole one of your prostitutes' mask. You faggot. Yeah, bitch. You ain't yeah. shit. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. You, mo- you have masks. Your prostitutes would pay My friends for. ejaculating your fucking hookers. Woo. And my homie Joe fucked one of your bitches for yeah. a sandwich. That's what really set him off after until that part. I said, I was like, I said, oh, you're the one that hustled me for four grand. He's like, oh, oh, four grand ain't shit. I was like, well, maybe why don't you, why don't you feed some of your hoes? And he goes, Ooh, I can see him getting My bitch stay hungry, my I was, boozy. I said, one if of my... If Mike talks about this any longer, he's going to start looking No, I, I said, one of my yeah. one of my bros fucked your, one of your hoes for a sandwich. And he got... When I, I said that, him. that set him off so bad. But I you know, know what? Fuck him, he's dead. He ain't shit. That was a good time. I don't... He's in another hotel right now doing this to about five other businessmen. No, he's dead. He's no, dead. No, he said if it was boars, a boar's head sandwich. <laughs> he's fucking he alive as a motherfucker. No, he's, no, he's dead. All right, man. He ain't shit. Yeah, all right, Fuck Mike. <laughs> hey, pimps don't die, they multiply. Did you, you send Midget Mac over there and your fucking FBI squad to get him? Nah, nah, I ain't going to say because this, this, this is on recorded what fucking fuck devices. I ain't oh, can, hey, can I be uh, Mr. T on your gay team? <laughs> sure. Because I'm the, the Hey, guys, of, let's wrap it up, man. Well, Miguel, you got somewhere to go or something? No, oh! it's just I, I'm just pretty sure the members are like, oh, man, this is a great story. My favorite time hearing it was the third time. You know? oh, negative Nancy. <laughs> here he is. The most exciting, t- part, part, of, I'm telling you about most exciting part of my fucking life. Miguel, I'm sorry. I want to share it with the world. 
No, I'm just kidding. Thanks for having me. <laughs> cool, guys. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, man. We have Kids Week uh, coming up this weekend. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Touch on the kids real quick, Mike. Yo, here's the thing with Mike, guys. And we got, you guys we got a members now? weekend next weekend. And Mike so if you're a member of MikeBeats.com, you get to... Touch on the kids real quick. I uh, get to come to the party. <laughs> thank you. And uh, yeah, uh, fucking uh, Columbia was a good time. Uh, I suggest you stick to the ladies that are uh, on the town and don't, don't, don't hire the services of pimps. Tim, you have any uh, last-minute uh, tips on traveling to Columbia? Yeah, don't go to any of the hookers, period, because you're going to get robbed or garbage. No, that's not true. Yeah. I'm here to, I'm here to make a relationship. Miguel, any last-minute yeah, tips, anything you learned in Colombia? Yeah, bring four friends who speak Spanish so you can get some sleep instead of having to negotiate yeah. all the yeah. raw doggies. Art? Are any any last minute uh, tip uh, tips you'd give the Hell kids? Hell yeah, motherfucking pimps don't cry, pussy. <laughs> no, they do. Pimps do cry. That's your tip for the, the pimps, kids at home. Pimps cry. All right, that's that's um, <laughs> okay. All right, uh, I guess this wraps up uh, episode thirty-two point one five. Happy dash. anniversary, Columbia! I, I love probably you, will never oh, return oh. to you. Even though everyone that went still wants to go back. I love you, President. We're going back in June. Oh, Tim, I'm ready to go right now. I want to see my son, honestly. <laughs> There's no child support in, uh, in Medellin. I already, already that is it. true. If you are internationally uh, jizzing, guys, if you live in America and they live somewhere else, they they got to come get your ass. Cause, I love it. Yeah. So Thank we're going to go visit Art's kid. Uh, Please. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'll go again, but maybe... Maybe I'll, maybe we'll render the services of a different pimp, because he's dead now. So it's cool. He was talking all that shit. I got all the videos and photos. I might, maybe I'll put it on the website. Yeah, we have a lot of fucking videos. We have probably like twelve hours of footage of shit that no one's ever seen. So if you're a member of mybc.com, you not only get to party with us and come to the events. When's our next uh, members of the weekend? Can I watch Fat 12th, White Guys? 13th and 14th of oh. March. So it's like our St. Patrick's oh. Day before St. Patrick's Day. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, if you're a member, you get to come to the parties. You get to watch and listen to the podcast. See years and years of content. Come join us on behalf of M8 Art, myself I, and Miguel. Can I touch you guys at the events? Just just one time? Like, just graze upon you? Yes. Sold. All right, guys. Um, Way more this- successful than I thought it was going to be, but still just how I thought it would be. All I'm right. going to kill myself and All right. delete All everything right. off the internet. We're done. Goodbye. I'm sweating. I'm dying. It's hot in here. And I'm dead. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. I love you.